The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, we've got we've got too much stuff to get too, to today. There's just too much. Too much. Too much. Mm-hmm. I can't even. We're, we're not going to be able to. We're we're going to need. I mean, we've got like 18 minutes of entertainment jammed into a just a three-hour show. So yeah. So do you have the receipt much. for this show? Because it's just too much. Too much. We're going to have some to take of some of it back. Yeah. Okay. We absolutely are. Uh, so, yes, we're, we're going to have to save the receipt. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is invoking the Pope and his quotes, I guess, on illegal immigrants and dreamers and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, it's, it's interesting. She During her filibuster, her House filibuster, which there are no filibusters in the House, so this was just a really long speech, she talked about supporting people who are here illegally. And she said, maybe I should bring my rosary blessed by the Pope, His Holiness, Pope Francis, or the one before that, Pope Benedict. I have the honor and privilege of receiving rosaries blessed by several popes in my lifetime. How come you ignore these popes on a much more important issue? Uh, but now you want to quote them on the dreamers stuff. What about abortion, Nancy? What about abortion and the popes? Why don't you uh, why don't you quote their words on abortion? How would that be? Uh, this is just frankly evil. Uh, just this pick and choose and use religion when it's convenient for you, Ugh. and then just discard it and put those when words. it's not convenient for you. Yeah, put those words in the mouth of a Republican. Oh, I just I, mm. what is the firestorm going to be after that? Come on. She goes on to quote Pope Benedict and St. Augustine on just government and the dangers of power. But, of course, uh, she has flown in the face of the Catholic Church on many issues. Gay marriage, abortion. Uh, are you kidding me? Catholic bishops rebuked her for uh, abortion just not that long ago. They said Nancy Pelosi is an abortion activist who claims to be Catholic, a Catholic in good standing. But she has now been rebuked by her own bishops where uh, she said she couldn't say if an unborn child at 20 weeks is a human being. Really? Why don't you quote the Pope on that? And the Pope before him. (laughs) And all the Popes who have blessed your rosaries. On rolling back religious exemptions to contraception mandate. Uh, this is for us a value, she said. Um, House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi led a pro-choice caucus briefing Thursday in support of a bill which would repeal President Trump's exemptions from the Obamacare contraceptive mandates for groups like the Little Sisters of the Poor with religious and moral objections to paying for their employees' birth control. She's fighting the Pope on that. She's fighting the church on that. Uh, I, I, the, the cafeteria uh, c- Catholicism, I mean, that's up to you. But when you're using it as a political battering ram, you're just evil. It's just despicable. Just despicable. 888 900 So I don't know. I don't know why 
so many uh, Catholics are silent when it comes to her and, and when she starts using them for things like the dreamers. Um, when, especially when bishops have spoken out against her and said, look, they, no, that's not, that's not what we believe. She's flying in the face of everything we believe. Then we have this story that was dug up by, by Ben Shapiro. This is pretty amazing. There's a female rabbi who is publishing what uh, Ben calls the single stupidest piece on biblical Adam and Eve ever written. <laughs> and when you hear the details, I, you'll probably agree. Mm-hmm. The author is uh, Tamara Colton. She's a female rabbi and psychologist in Birmingham, Michigan. She's also the author of a soon-to-be-released book called Oranges for Eve, Walking the Way of the Divine Feminine. Oh, here we go. This is gonna you be know good. that's going to be good. This is, I mean, it's teed up now. Can you order that in advance? Because uh, it's They're I, sold out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I already looked. I, I'll, bet, I'll bet they are. I'll bet they are because <laughs> everybody wants... Every, um, once you hear the title, you're going to want it. Mm-hmm. That goes without saying. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Here's what she says. Oh, there's some excerpts from the book? Yeah. Oh, okay. The story that begins the Bible, according to this female rabbi, the first one that we learn in Sunday school, the founding story of man and woman upheld for thousands of years by Judeo-Christian religion, is actually the story of the first sexual assault of a woman. Hmm. The woman's name is Eve, Mm -hmm. and the perpetrator, God. Now you're talking, I mean, that's just blasphemy. That's blasphemy. Mm. Mm. That's not just stupid. And as uh, Ben writes, asinine, ridiculous, ludicrous, imbecilic, witless, obtuse, (laughs) fatuous, harebrained, doltish, and preposterous, it's also blasphemy. He forgot one word. Dumb. Well, I used that in Only the beginning. I oh, think. he are, so he didn't want to recycle. Or derivative it. of dumb. It was stupidest. 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 Sorry. So it's kind of well. covered that. Sorry about that, Ben. Uh, yeah. How dare you doubt I that just, he? I don't know. I thought I thought he had gone through every word and then forgot one, but I was wrong. Here's her take. I want you to think about this. In Eve, he's okay. speaking of. We're in the Garden of Eden. Here is a young, beautiful, intelligent, naked woman. Living in a state of grace. Mm-hmm. She's hungry, so she does the most natural thing in the world and eats a piece of fruit. Hmm. For following her instincts, trusting herself, and nourishing her body, she is punished. Her punishment? She will never again feel safe in her nakedness. She will never again love her body. She will never again know her body as a place of sacred sovereignty. First of all, none of that's true. You think Eve went through her life ashamed? No. No, no she did not. There's no mirrors. Do you think she didn't love her body? Of course she did. That she didn't think she should it was pr- appropriate necessarily to walk around naked in front of her family anymore. <laughs> but uh <laughs> I'm kind of okay with that. I'm sort of okay with clothes. <laughs> I don't know. Well, unless they're paisley clothes as we learned. Yeah, on the with the gift exchange with Glenn earlier. Right. Mhm. Uh, we have the beautiful uh, pants that we trade back and forth on b- his birthdays tomorrow. So it was time to give the pants back to him yeah. that he gave me last year. And mm-hmm. I-, I gave to him the year before, and he gave to me the year before that, and yeah. all the way back to 1990 or 91. Anyway. Yeah. It's tweeted out. Depending on the clothes, you, you, <laughs> you probably want to wear them. Yeah, okay. Right? 
there's a there's some first of all, and I I don't want to step on anybody's religiosity or or doctrinal beliefs. Um, but let me tell you mine on Adam and Eve. It had to happen. It had to happen. If it hadn't happened, we wouldn't be here. They wouldn't have multiplied and replenished. It had to happen. Fact is, I don't even consider it a sin. It's a transgression. They transgressed a commandment, but they had to in order to make the world work. It was part of the plan. Uh, So it's just asinine to say that anything uh, terrible happened to her as a result of this. By the way, she was hungry. She's walking through. And so she was told, by the way, she could eat of the fruit of any of those trees, just not that one. So if you're hungry, there's plenty from which to choose. (laughs) So uh, this woman is uh, just out of her mind, but she wasn't done. Now God comes into the picture. What have you done? He, God thunders. Eve wants to defend herself, but she's too ashamed to speak. Eve, our first mother, whose name means the mother of all living things, Right, is silenced much the way the patients of Dr. Nasser were. Oh, no. Wow. She just compared God to, to Larry, Larry Nasser, who was just convicted of bad things. Really bad. Okay. The founding myth of Judea Christian religion, the story of Eve. Founding myth. Okay, so she's a rabbi and she doesn't believe. In the first story, in the one of the first stories in the Bible, granted generations of men permission to violate women. It's so untrue. It teaches us that women are liars and sinners. Well, we all are. Even if she is telling the truth, she deserved it. God told her not to eat that apple or wear that skirt or go out after dark or be pretty or desirous or in that bar or on that street or in that car or born a girl what wow (laughs) wow (sighs) this is pretty bad stuff uh but she continued there's even more this god this man-made figurehead of the patriarchy is not my god he's a fiction a man-made myth but yet one so powerful that it's poisoned and limited our notion of what God, the truly divine, is and can be, especially for women. It's time for the only truly loving, compassionate God, the God who wants nothing more than to see Eve rise and resume her place as the mother of all living things, to make herself seen, known, and available to all of us. Yeah, that's actually, if you understand the story in the first place, that's actually, that's actually what that story is all about. Eve was the first one to make the decision that had to be made. Eve was the first one who realized, okay, yeah, I'm going to partake of this because I got to know right from wrong and good from bad. I have to. I have to do that in order to procreate, in order to people this planet. We're going to have to do this. Otherwise, we're going to be here in a perpetual state of nothingness. Knowing not good from evil or, or right from wrong. We're not going to know anything. I have to do this. Eve was the first one to figure that out. So far from doing the wrong thing, she did exactly the right thing. The thing that had to be done. And then convinced Adam. It's got to happen. This is what we have to do. It, and, and to 
to make God out to be the bad guy in that story, that, that means he's not God, if that's the case. God can't be God if he's committing atrocities on women. It's just so pathetic. What a world we live in. Just unbelievable. A female rabbi should probably know better. Might want to go back to rabbi school, hon. 888-900-3393. CosmoHurtsKids.com is on a mission. The founder of the movement, Victoria Hurst, and her family is the family that publishes Cosmopolitan Magazine. It's the Hearst Corporation. So she's not trying to drive Cosmo out of business. She's not trying to change their content. She just wants the state's material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmo. So it's a uh, cumbersome phrase, state's material harmful to minor laws. But it's just the laws that apply to uh, kids under 18 not being able to purchase your product. So you got to show an ID, and, and if you're under 18, they're not going to sell it to you. It just makes so much sense. It's just reasonable. It's just common sense. She's all about free speech. She, she, just, wants, she just wants us to take a stand against pornography. Totally reasonable. So let's keep pornography, like Cosmo, out of the hands of kids. Visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. returns on the blaze radio network by the way free free speech friday you you're free to talk about whatever you want today oh. anything we've covered during the course of the week previous weeks anything we haven't covered do you think we should can i can i get in on that too no you cannot i want to talk about curling no. oh good i brought my broom what I is it with a- curling oh, and you got what's the deal with the uh, toboggan that you haven't set up in the corner there. oh that has nothing to do with curling that that's based on the fact that you said i couldn't ski down a hill hill in my uh yeah. well why don't you cap? put that on your head why aren't you wearing your toboggan today because that's heavy it's heavy i'm not gonna put that toboggan right. on my head okay but and i am gonna curl you've got the broom which that's not a curling broom so uh, it's the closest i could get walmart doesn't sell like curling brooms and stuff it's a it's a big broom you know we've we've done curling here before that's true. We have. Back uh, in the, on Pat and Stu. Pat and Stu days. This must have been four years ago during the last Winter Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a look at that and see <laughs> see what happened there with the last time we got into curling uh, during the last Olympics. Okay, ready, Pat? Yep. Are you ready to sweep? All set. Okay. Let me go down one day here. Wait, no, wait a minute. Oh, see. the redirect. <laughs> wait, he's not using the handle. He's not using the handle. He's not using the handle. He's oh. not using the handle. Oh, oh no, should I? <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Ours is much, much, much closer. Yeah. I bet there's a lot of kidney stone jokes in the sport. <laughs> like, ah, oh, you're passing another stone there, babe. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Stop it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Was that, was that you can see it on television. That was oh, pretty good with the broom. That was good. Mm-hmm. You have to admit, I'm closer. Bastards. I'm closer. <laughs> I'll thank you not to be smirch. Ah, oh, crap. Umberto Holen. Come on, Umberto. 
Yes! <laughs> well, I think you won. He did not hold the handle again. Disqualification. Yeah, nice yeah. job. Oh, yeah, Jeffy. Jeffy. Yeah. Leader, then. Uh oh. Okay. Is this the hammer? Right. Knock him out. Knock him out. Yes! <laughs> Look at that! You used the broom! You used the broom as a hammer! I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Look at you kicking the stones <laughs> over the place! <laughs> These are great uniforms. Won. And we no, won. You cheated. You didn't we win. We won. You cheated. We won. You had nice uniforms, I mean, though. I mean, you know, uh, the losers hmm? are always screaming about the referees or cheating or whatever. <sighs> uh, scoreboard, my friend. We won. Okay, we won. So, how are the how's the American team doing so far in curling? Well, Have they played yet? Uh, they've just been doing the um, the mixed doubles thus far, oh. and it's on such a big delay that I don't want to ruin too much. But uh, I would say that uh, there's been better days for our mixed uh, doubles team. Oh, Really? Here's their record Shit. right now down here. See this? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, not so good. So the uh, when do the men play? And just the men's team uh, and the women's teams coming up here. You know, they actually coming wait up. until the uh, opening ceremonies All right. happen. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, with your thoughts on anything during the week or previous. Also, we have the uh, black ski- speed skater Shani Davis. He's actually been a gold medalist in the past. He's actually a really good speed skater, and he's actually ripping the Olympic team because he didn't get to carry the flag. I mean, dude. Okay, stop being a baby. Nobody said that you it's your birthright to carry the Olympic flag into the stadium. But that's the generation that we're that's now coming of age. We've got the speed skater who won't meet with Mike Pence just because they have disagreement on politics. Yeah. And now we got this guy. Read this this is even more maddening when you read the story. He tweeted out on Thursday saying that Team USA dishonorably tossed a coin to decide the twenty eighteen flag bearer. Eh, no problem. I can wait until twenty twenty two. What is dishonorable about the coin toss? What what criteria should they use? Well, Shani's black. Uh, let him let him carry the flag. He wants to, so let him do it. <laughs> well, yeah, but so does she. The the actual flag bearer wanted to as well. So how should you decide it? Yeah, and that was decided going in. That's just unbelievable. Luge veteran Aaron Hamlin, who is white, whoa, and privileged. I see. Was named the American flag bearer. Why? Hmm. Because she's white. Wow. Hamlin and Davis were among eight nominees and athletes from each of the eight winter sports federations, bobsled, skeleton, ski, snowboarding, and whatever else, represented those nominees in balloting that took place Wednesday night. Eventually, the final vote was deadlocked four to four. So what are you going to... Okay. So it was Hamlin and it was Shani Davis... Hmm. Tied at four. And a fist fight decides the winner, right? <laughs> a fist fight. No, they went a different way on that. Um, they, they should have probably done an yeah. MMA cage match. Oh, yeah. Well, bonus uh, covered. Instead, hmm? it was predetermined that if they tied, mm-hmm. they'd do a coin toss. And that's what they did. And that was, of course, dishonorable to Shani. And so now hmm. because he's black, I guess he's being. I wonder whose likeness is on mm. the coin. Is it a white guy, maybe? I think yep. we just got to the bottom of this. I think we did. I see what's I think we did. Shani's got a heck of a point. Mm-hmm. And then, Uh-oh. oh boy, this is good. No, no. Show me the picture of the speed skating outfit <laughs> that they're using. Are we year. allowed to, though? I mean, are there like FCC violations that could come up here? Or, uh, oh, look no. At, look no. At that. 
That is unfortunate, man. That is not right. Now, they say that every part of this outfit is necessary, including the the crotch area that they've highlighted so nicely for everybody. Uh, I guess that's some anti-stick material. Something, so anti-something. Their, their, their thighs, because they're so huge on speed skaters, their thighs don't slap together and cause a bunch of friction. So this is anti-friction material. That's anti-something. Did it have to be silver? And the rest of the outfit's black? Make it black so you don't have their crotch standing out like that. Oh, honey. <laughs> that is just embarrassing. That's going to be fun to watch. I'll tell you that. I'm going to... Are other countries dressed this way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's embarrassing, <laughs> man. Well... Look at do you have the do you have yeah, the it's, team? It's even worse. Oh, they don't have the team photo. It's even worse on the team photo. Really think so? I do cuz look, look at them all. I mean, come uh, on now. Okay, I'll send that. I I didn't send that. What one. are you doing? That's um unfortunate. Well, it's not the best look. Unfortunate it is. Mm? Yes. Um mm. Uh it's like your mom asking you, "How does it fit in the crotch?" when you're 8 <laughs> years old and you're like, "Mom, don't please don't ask me that." And the U.S. Olympic team is highlighted. How does it fit in the crotch? Well, it's like anti-friction, I guess, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, but you're right. Why is it? Why? Okay, so just imagine this, folks. Mm-hmm. If you're listening on the Blaze Radio, all right, you got a dark speed skater suit, but then right at the crotch in a nice circular fashion, they highlighted highlight it. in bright gray mm-hmm. is a circle. The, in, inside that circle looks like another black dot. It's mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. What are they thinking? And and honestly, mm-hmm. I know they went through. The story goes on to say, look, they they um they did all these trials with the wind tunnels and the stuff, and they used you know. Yeah, I've un- got no argument with the fabric. Yeah. Go ahead, but just color it differently so right. it doesn't stand out like right. that. Are you telling me ink? So, stops the wind from flowing freely, but they spent no. so much time with the aerodynamics. Could you just pick another color, please? Crazy. Darken that, please. Really crazy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Steven in North Carolina, you're on the blaze. Hey, how you guys doing today? Doing good. Mm. Fantastic. Hey, I've I've loved you ever since you came on. You're Thank you. a, a great inspiration. I drive tractor trailers for a living. So I'm actually in uh, Georgia heading home for the weekend. Okay. And uh, caught the uh, your piece on the uh, supposed female rabbi. Yeah. About uh, about the uh, atrocity. Yes. I guess is the right word. The for, first sexual you know, harassment done by God to Eve, apparently. Wow. Oh my God. Uh, I mean, I can't. I mean, even, it's it's hard to even say that when when it's not my point of view. It's just hard to speak those words. Is so bad. Well, I mean, I am a devout Southern Baptist mm-hmm. and and proud of it. And, you know, in my religion, we believe that women should not preach from the pulpit. Right. They're allowed to teach Sunday school and, and teach classes and help the younger women. But, you know, I don't even think that they would allow this chick back in rabbi school <laughs> with that opinion. I hope not. I mean, I... Judaism, I'm not that I'm not super well versed in it, but I can't believe that that's the prevailing theory in Judaism. I well, I mean the, that's crazy. It's just crazy. My my knowledge of Judaism is the first five books are the law yeah. of God. Right. Period. Right. Yeah. That's you know, that's God what I understand. It, I believe it. That settles it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot, Stephen. Yeah. So it's hard to believe. That she's okay preaching that stuff, and they they don't do anything about it. 
Uh, strange. Very, very strange. Uh, 888-900-3393. Again, Free Speech Friday. Whatever you want to sound off on uh, from uh, during this week or, or previous weeks, it's all fair game. And, of course, we've got, uh, we've got so much more to tell you about, including um, Joe Biden on the budget, Joe Biden on the moral decay in this country under Donald Trump, and Mike Lee on the budget. You're going to want to hear that coming up in just a few minutes on Pat Gray Unleashed. Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. I am, and thank you for being here as well. Got some tweets, Pat Unleashed, uh, from Worship L. Dr. Caleb. You know who else like to use parts of Scripture to justify their position? Leader. Satan. Good point. Uh, from Kaboom, only someone who's been around as long as Nancy Pelosi can claim to be blessed by several popes and exercised by even more. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. By the way, on the Twitter, <laughs> at Pat Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a poll up there, uh, which is worse, speed skating uniform or uh, the Glenn and Pat birthday gift? Um, Do you have a, fit up f- a photo of the birthday gift? Well, there was a photo that was supposed to be out there, as I mean, you if know, because you, you tweeted. I it. mean, I wouldn't put the poll up if uh, there's no Right, I know how that works, right. And unfortunately, yeah. uh-huh. um, uh, our, our Wi-Fi connection in this building uh, is a little bit lacking, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out why the poll is up there. But not the pictures. Okay, well, maybe we should take down the poll until we get the I'm pictures. I'm going to work on this. It's, good, it's good. Oh, Jeffy says it's up. So there. Hmm. Okay. It's my computer then. Uh, <laughs> this student failed her assignment because, and by the way, we're going to get back to your calls at 888 with whatever's on your mind today. Uh, but this student failed her assignment because her professor said, Australia isn't a country. <laughs> Ashley Arnold, a 27-year-old resident of Idaho Falls, Idaho. Stay-at-home mom completing an online sociology degree with Southern New Hampshire University. Hmm. You see them advertised on TV all the time. I don't know how they have the kind of money to be able to advertise nationally, but apparently they do. Uh, as part of her final class, for which she paid almost 1000 bucks, students were required to complete a project outline last month in which they'd compare a social norm in the U.S. and another country. For her norm... Arnold picked social media use, and for her country, she chose Australia, which, by the way, hmm? is in fact a legitimate country. We sure. But when Arnold got her grade back on February 1st, she was shocked to see her professor had failed her. Why? Because according <laughs> to her teacher, Australia is a continent, not a country. What? <laughs> what? I just. It's both, of course. But you can't say it isn't a country because it is. 
it's a country with a government, with <laughs> cities, with sports teams. They'll be in the Olympics the next two weeks. Uh, they've got kangaroos in this country. I mean, it's it's a country. Wow, that's really weird. She said, at first I thought it was a joke. This can't be real. Then as I continued to, real, uh, to read, I realized she was for real. <laughs> the professor has a PhD in philosophy, according to her LinkedIn, uh, which is uh, directly from Satan. LinkedIn. Uh, she had given Arnold zero points in multiple sections of the assignment because she believed that Australia wasn't a real company. How can you be a professor if you don't know Australia is a country? It's over, man. She believed it wasn't a real country. Mm-hmm. With her education level, her expertise, who wouldn't know Australia is a country? She uh, uh, Arnold asked. <laughs> If she's hesitating or questioning that, why wouldn't she just Google it? Who on this planet wouldn't know that, whether they're five years old? I mean, Weird. What is happening? So Arnold wrote a lengthy email to the professor trying to convince her Australia, the country, does indeed exist. She even provided references. <laughs> but the professor still wasn't convinced. In her lecturing reply, which Arnold provided to BuzzFeed, the professor doubled down on her Australia <laughs> denialism. I will gladly re- re-examine your work, uh, re-examine your week, week two milestone project report. But before I do, I want you to understand that any error in a project can invalidate the entire research project. Research is like dominoes. If you accidentally knock over one piece, the entire set will fall. <laughs> Australia is a continent. And it is not a country. That error made it nearly impossible for you to to accurately complete your week two research online correctly. As I mentioned above, I will look over your week two paper once again and see if you earned more credit than I gave you. That, so I can't take it. She showed her Australia's a country, and she just ignored that. So Arnold responded again, <sighs> even including a link to the About Australia section of the Australia Australian government's website. Australia is both a country and a continent, it says. It's the only country that is both. I provided a resource in the first email that clarifies that for you. If you need further clarification, Google or the SNHU Shapiro Library has that information for you. (laughs) Again, I mean, no disrespect, but my grade is affected by your assumption that Australia is not a country when when it in fact is. I mean, how I bizarre. Just, I, mean, I, 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 could, I could not imagine being this lady's shoes on the other oh end of this gosh, computer. Oh, my gosh. I'd be out of my freaking mind. I would have thought she was so frustrated. Uh, do you think this is fun? I mean, this is no she's for real. Oh, no. Finally, the professor responded. Thank you for this web address. After I do some independent research on the continent country issue, I will review your paper. Good gosh. SNHU must... Fire this professor. Are you kidding me? I, how ignorant do you have to be to not know Australia is a country? How is that? Well, Seriously. Continent. For anybody who's been to any school at all. I know. For anybody who's watched TV or been online or read a newspaper. How could you possibly not know that Australia is a country? I mean, that's one of the first things you learn is that, look, it's a continent and a country. You know, <laughs> is she thinking of... Antarctica is she has she confused it with Antarctica because that's not a country it's a continent there's no country there yeah, there's right? no one on social media there which was you know the basis of this 
report, but I mean, just asinine. F- Finally, after all this. Oh, there's a happy ending? The prof- After the professor had finished conducting her independent research, <laughs> she actually gave Arnold a new grade, a B+. Professor never apologized for the error, but did acknowledge she had a misunderstanding about the difference between Australia as a country and a continent. Unbelievable. Still, the professor had another warning for Arnold as she prepares to write her final assignment. Please make sure the date, the facts, and the information you provide in your report is about Australia, the country, and not Australia, the continent. I can't. What? I cannot. <laughs> I, what? what? So she switched her position at the end? No, she's saying, yeah, it's, it's your fault. I mean, you didn't explain yeah. that you wanted a continent or country discussion here, so it's your fault. Um, That's really how is it time. that someone that knows the difference she she knows what a continent is mm-hmm. and what a country is mm-hmm. but she's never heard of australia being both i can't take it have I, you ever watched the summer games i mean they there's a lot of swimmers that come from the continent of australia yeah i always thought that was weird why did one area <laughs> one, one team got to use a whole continent i know it's not, it doesn't seem fair does I it i thought it was supposed to be just the whole country not the whole continent. they allow australia the continent but uh-huh. they don't they don't allow Asia the continent, See? and and uh, yeah. South America and I'm Africa. I'm glad the someone's with me because I thought I Whole was alone. Pissing me off. I was getting pissed off alone. And look at that man. Mm-hmm. We should start the Australia's a country a continent club or something. That's uh, something. Because hmm. uh, I mean, seriously, <laughs> so if you're bad. Southern New Hampshire, I know you're an online university, and maybe maybe your standards aren't super stringent. Right. But uh, can you really have a professor that doesn't know Australia is a country? Is that possible? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Elizabeth in Wisconsin, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat and Keith. How okay. are you today? All right. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Good. Um, I'm calling because mm. you, you had um, spoken yesterday about yesterday or the day before. I don't know about the Spice Girls being mm. on tour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Okay. You excited? Oh, well. Who isn't? Well, yeah, I mean, well, no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But what I am excited about is a possibility. Uh, Would Pat Gray Unleash be willing to sponsor Jeffy and the Spice Boys? Jeffy and the Spice Boys? Yeah, you know, about his um, service on the Isle of Spice. (laughs) See what you did there. See you what know, she did there? Sometimes, right? It's you know, it's it's difficult sometimes for people to talk about traumatic situations, and it I, is. I understand that that Jeffy has a hard time with that. Yeah, he says he doesn't like to talk about it, and then for whatever reason, he continues yes. to talk about it. But yes, I I but like I like the idea. Appreciate the other it. thing is, yeah, um, and this might help Jeffy out. Uh huh. Um, for some people, if they have a difficult time talking about something, they can sing about it. <laughs> I don't think you want that. Ooh. I don't think you want that. No. Appreciate the call, though. I don't though. want that on stage, either. No. Uh, Jeffy and the Spice Boys. All the boys from the Island of Spice, which was Grenada. Uh, and his course is Incredible Service. The 18 Hours of Hell, or whatever he talks about from time to time. Yeah, because he had to walk. So difficult for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 888 uh, If you're really excited about... Of course, what happened with the budget deal? Did they... Yeah. Did we, it, it, the, because the time has expired. Right. Rand Paul tried. Right. He filibustered. 
and yeah. then it went down to about three in the morning Eastern. And did they finally vote? Yeah, and uh, and last I heard, Trump was going to sign it. And they, uh, so they did. Yeah, pass they got it, it through in the Senate and the House. Yeah. Good golly. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what uh, here's what Mike Lee said about this wonderful budget. At the end of the day, we must remember that we are great as a country, not because of who we are, but because of what we do. Mm-hmm. To the extent that we've recognized as a nation that the dignity of the human soul matters, that the rights of the individual have to be taken into account, and that the government works for the people, we have prospered and will prosper in the future. But we have to be willing to respect the American people, and we should not be surprised when we ignore them over and over again, when we shut them out of a process that directly and materially impacts their lives, we should not be shocked when they respond with horror. Right. We shouldn't be surprised Mm -hmm. when wave election after wave election signals dissatisfaction with this very body, with this very entity that serves as the legislative branch of our federal government. So each time we're presented with one of these continuing resolutions, or with a one-size-fits-all spending package where we're told you've got to either vote for it and all of it with no opportunity to improve it mm-hmm. or you've got to vote against it. Mm-hmm. I have concerns with that. Me too. I've got significant concerns with this particular legislation. Me too. And I will vote no. Nice. Of course, he was outvoted, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that shows you that at least there's Mike Lee. Uh it's not a lot, but there is Mike Lee. <laughs> At least there's an advocate in the Senate who's willing to stick to his guns. And Rand Paul, too, who tried to filibuster this thing. So you got Rand Paul and you, and you have Mike Lee. And then, it, oh, Ben Sass. Did Ben Sass vote for this thing? I got to go look. We should uh, try to get Ben Sass on. I think we are in the process of doing that, but I'd love to talk to him about this budget. Uh, because Ben Sass, Mike Lee... Rand Paul, well, Ted Cruz, mm-hmm. and is there anybody else? Yeah, that's definitely not a quorum. No, it's really not. So, so they're pretty much alone. We, we, got to, we have to send them more help in the Senate. have to send them more conservatives to help them out in the Senate. 888 joined by Brad Staggs. Well, it is Friday after all, so I it thought is. I would lighten up the mood after all this budget talk. Oh, good. Mm. Uh, so I, I brought in a, another little story brought to you by usewaxrx.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, a story time? Yeah, a little story time. Like so a guy goes in for his uh, job interview, and he's sitting there, and the interviewer looks at him and says, what's the first thing you notice about me? The guy looks over, he says, uh, oh, sir, you don't, you don't have any ears. And the interviewer gets all my dignity and says, get out. Get out now. The guy walks out. Second wow. guy walks in. I know, right? How did he hear him? Right. Oh, sorry. Good point good point i apologize for overthinking no yeah yeah yeah, it's friday don't overthink it Mm -hmm. second guy walks sits down interviewer same question what do you notice about me i says uh you 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 don't have any ears Hmm. interviewer gets indignant sends him out and the next guy in on the way out number two sees the third candidate walk in he says hey whatever you do don't mention the guy's ears or lack thereof he will kick you right out so the third guy goes in sits down same question. The guy stares at him intently. And says, you you wear contact lenses, don't you? Uh-oh. Interviewer's impressed. How, I mean, how did you know? That's very yeah. observant. How did yeah. you? He said, well, you don't have any damn ears to put your glasses over. 
Oh, hey Thank you. Hey, see, so chances nice. are good. If uh, you do have ears sooner or later, you're going to need the Use Wax RX system. Do you see how that ties in right there? Huh? Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Huh? It's Don't Overthink It Friday. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. UseWaxRx.com. Get those itchy, nasty ears clean. Sooner or later, you're going to need it. UseWaxRx.com. Promo code radio. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. returns on the blaze radio network north and south korea entered the uh, olympic stadium under the same flag apparently they're participating as korea this year uh, i mean that's incredible that is unbelievable six months ago i never would have believed that possible and here we are triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and as they entered the stadium a huge ovation from the crowd the North and South were together somehow uh, in these Olympic Games. This is uh, another fascinating story on the Me Too movement. California Assemblywoman Christina Garcia, high-profile Me Too person. She's earned a lot of national media notice because she's such a crusader for the, for the Me Too movement. She is now the subject of a state legislative investigation because it's been reported that she's sexually harassed and groped a former male legislative staffer. Mm. Uh, in December, when Time Magazine announced that silence breakers who spoke out against sexual harassment were its persons of the year, Garcia's face was prominently included in the uh, cover story. <laughs> but Daniel Fierro of Cerritos told Politico that in 2014, as a 25-year-old staffer to Assemblyman, Ian Calderon. He was groped by Garcia. He said she cornered him alone after the annual assembly softball game in Sacramento as he attempted to clean up in the dog in the dugout. Fierro said Garcia appeared inebriated and said she began stroking his back. Then she squeezed his buttocks and attempted to touch his crotch before he extricated himself and and, uh, quickly left. Fierro said he'd never reported the incident, which occurred years before the current Me Too movement. I mean, it was 2014, but this doesn't exempt her. Some of these things happened in the 80s, and they're still a big deal. Or earlier than that. He's not the only one claiming improper advances either by Garcia. A Sacramento lobbyist says she also accosted him just last May. 2017 cornered him made a graphic sexual proposal and tried to grab his crotch at a political fundraiser <sighs> and then she's this prominent me too person god just the hypocrisy is just so unbelievable <laughs> it's unreal it's unreal uh, the, the lobbyist represents a major industry association he said garcia appeared to, be, to have been drinking heavily at a fundraiser that was hosted by Jerry Brown, the governor of California, for State Senator Josh Newman. He said he was heading out the door in part to avoid her because she'd been increasingly flirtatious with him and she'd called him on a few occasions for late-night drinks, which he (laughs) repeatedly declined. (laughs) She spotted him, 
And she said to him, where are you going? Uh Uh-oh. Then she came back and was whispering real close, and I could smell the booze and see she was pretty far gone. She looked at me for a second and said, I've set a goal for myself to F you. Oh, Oh, wow, that's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, To quote Calvin Coolidge, you lose. That's a a great goal. You you keep reaching for the stars. Uh, At that point, Garcia stepped in front of me, and she reached out and grabbed for my crotch. (laughs) That was the line in the sand, he said. And he just stopped her, said I was four inches from her eyeball to eyeball. And I said, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> the accusations against her come at the close of months of high profile activism on the issue of sexual harassment by the assemblywoman who became one of Sacramento's leading voices on the Me Too issue. Huh. It's one of hundreds of Sacramento women who signed a letter with the hashtag we said enough protesting harassment. And she told the New York Times that she'd been the repeated victim of sexual harassment by men in the Capitol building in the course of her legislative work. Multiple people have grabbed my butt and grabbed my breast, she said. We're talking about senior lobbyists and lawmakers. And apparently she's obviously returned the favor multiple times. So Uh. isn't that wonderful? (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? When Time Magazine included her photo in its Persons of the Year issue, she tweeted, I didn't know I was part of the story. That was awkwardly humbling. I'm proud of this work and proud of the company I'm in. And she included the hashtags, me too, and we said enough. <laughs> She's apparently grabbed enough crotches, too, to, uh, <laughs> to warrant some investigation by the legislative branch there in, in California. This is great. Hypocrisy knows no bounds and no partisanship. It crosses all party affiliations. To the extent that these are unsub- that these are substantiated claims, there's a picture of Christina Garcia as a hypocrite in the dictionary. Uh, I don't how when you know you've done this kind of stuff, when you know that that surely it's going to come out. Why are you such a high profile participant in yeah. this movement? Maybe lay low. Maybe just don't uh, let other people head. do the work, right? <laughs> let's oh. let somebody else carry this load because you're going to get hammered. It's just it's amazing. That is, it's amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Joe Biden also amazing setting up. Uh, I think a run for pre- for the presidency in twenty twenty. Uh, out speaking about Trump right now. I give you my word. I'm focused on one thing. It's focused on one thing. Electing a Democratic con- Congress to stop this erosion of our, of, of the core of who we are. Wow. I love it when he gets into his whisper voice yep. because you know he's really sincere now. Yep. Joe is in his sincere mode and he's really relating to you now. I'm talking to you, the American people, and I'm really serious about this. So, and I'll I'll look at that a year from now. Could but, you have uh, beaten Donald look, Trump? Oh, I don't know. You oh, look, I don't know. You know, I, I know. read uh, everybody you saying, but not every Biden can be. Look, you got to be in the ring, man. Got to be in the ring. You got to be in the ring, man. man. I have no idea whether I would have beaten Donald Trump. Man, I don't know. Man, what do I know? All I know is I'm running in 2020, and I plan to beat him then. But let me tell you about the moral decay in this country. I have plenty of time. To consider whether or not to run for the president. We have really qualified people out there. The people no, you, you don't. Are That's really the problem. Impressive. You don't. They're really impressive. No, and, they're not. Uh, 
And uh, but that's not my calculation. My calculation has never been who's running. Can I win? Can I not win? Is is this right for me is to do? Is it right for you to and do? And the only thing right, that's right, right for me to do now is, is to try to stop this stop. enormous erosion of the moral fabric that's at the hands of Donald Trump and the Are Republicans. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Democrat who dares talk about the moral decay in this country? Are you kidding me mr hansy at every inauguration let's just talk about the death of 60 million babies if that's not moral Uh decay i i don't i don't know the definition of moral (laughs) decay oh man 888-900-3393 more pat gray unleashed and your calls on whatever's on your mind coming up pat gray unleashed on the blaze radio network is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, welcome. It is uh, Pat Gray, Unleashed. Happy to have you here. Thanks for joining us. 888 Traffic and weather together every three minutes on the fours all day long. No, that does not work. Oh, uh, Sometimes I get, it's every four minutes on the threes. So no. uh, I sometimes get that confused. I'm a little bit dyslexic. How do you get it confused? So, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it's, it is. It's You're right. It's every three minutes on the fours. Uh, coming up. Also, Congress uh, passed a two-year spending deal. Oh, did they? I guess, but, but <laughs> doesn't it say it's they did it until March? March twenty-first. March twenty-third. So what does that mean? If it if it's a two-year spending deal, well, it's gonna why feel is like it up two on years. March? Why is it up on March twenty-third? By the time we get to March twenty-third, it's gonna feel like it's been two years. <laughs> I don't think that's no. I don't think that's accurate, Keith. But huh. uh, thank you for that. But uh, yeah. Expert analysis. I that see really that uh, Ted Cruz voted for Did it. He, he voted for the bill because uh, Mike Lee was very much against it. Mike Lee spoke eloquently about it. I'm not going to vote for this bill, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. Now, why Why would Ted vote for that? I, I, that's confusing. We should try to get him on. Okay. Except I'll bet he, he won't come on. You know why? Because mm-hmm. I beat his ass in foosball during the campaign a couple of years ago. Beat what? his ass. I crushed him in foosball, and he's never gotten over it. Really? Yeah. Never been the same. Watch. He won't come on. Why? Because I beat his ass. Will he cite that? I crushed him. Crushed him. It was embarrassing to a presidential candidate. It may have ended his candidacy. When when people got wind of how badly I pummeled him in foosball, you see if he'll come on. I mean, I don't know. Maybe where, he'll face the music. Maybe he can talk about it, but I don't think so. Where were you when this happened? What Iowa. State? In the great state of Iowa. Was this before or after his win? This was slightly before his win as we were campaigning with him. Uh, and, uh, and he, he, he was never the same afterwards. Huh? So let's see if he comes on. Let's okay. see if he comes out. Even after I crushed him in foosball, we'll see. Like, are you going to bring that up? Like, is that going to be the yes. first question? out first of First question. Have you recovered from your severe beating at the hands of, well, me, uh, when we played in foosball two years ago? And, and what if he doesn't even remember you or that <laughs> game or whatever you're talking about? <laughs> what if? Yeah. I think there's a very good possibility of that. Huh. Very good chance. Of Other, that. I mean, there's another possibility is he's just scarred for life, and he'll just play it off like, right. you know, you right. know. I'm not <laughs> sure which is more likely, but one of those is okay. So triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, do we have? Do we got to show you this before we get to your calls? And by the way, it's 
Free Speech Friday. You can call on whatever you want to. Uh, anything we've talked about this week or even weeks previous or maybe we haven't talked about it and you think we should. 888 <clears throat> Yesterday was the big... Was it yesterday? No, it was the day before yesterday that was the big signing day. But I think it continues to today uh, for uh, college football players. And there was one very, very unusual signing for one of the big players. You know, they always put on the hat like I chose this one over the other two. And I pick up that hat and I put it on and that's where I'm going to school. Mm -hmm. Right. So he's sitting there with his family, his mom right next to him. His mom is wearing an Alabama sweatshirt, and so is whoever's next to her. Yeah. And she's got a Tennessee hat on, so she's good with either Tennessee or so Alabama. So she's got right. a Tennessee hat. <laughs> she's wearing an Alabama sweatshirt. Oh, no. And watch what he selects. Oh, no. And it's a little awkward. <laughs> here's here's what happened with this recruit. But I like now that I'm taking my time to, for the next three to four years. He selects Florida. Florida. She gets up. Bye-bye. Grab your purse. Grab your keys. See ya. She'll be in the car. Jake, if you're you're going to Florida, uh, who just got up and left there? To your right. Who got up and left? Oh, that was my mom. (laughs) Uh, That was my mom. And with my mom, she just got up and left. Yeah, that's that's my mom. Uh, apparently, she didn't want me to go to Florida, <laughs> but I'm going to Florida. Sorry, mom. It's interesting. She apparently didn't know his decision. Did he not discuss it with his mom? She was like, "You you are going to either Tennessee or Alabama, mom. I don't I don't know. I, I haven't decided yet. I'm thinking about it. You are going to Tennessee or Alabama. Well, I don't I don't know, mom. I haven't really made up my mind. Let's see what I do." And then he puts on the Florida cap, and she's so pissed. She gets up and leaves. <laughs> hey, uh, Jake, who who was that? <laughs> just just got up and left. Uh, that's my mom. So <laughs> obviously, there's a little trouble at home. You may not want to sit down if you're the mom at the big you know table there with the microphone. That's and what I was thinking. Why? What are you doing? Tell you what, son. I'm gonna watch this from across the way. Because if you pick Florida, I'm gonna beat your ass <laughs> like Pat Gray beat. Ted Cruz's ass in foosball. Oh, everybody knows ago. that. He's probably like, wait, whoa, well, mama, I think mama. She, I think she used that example with him. He's like, whoa, <laughs> simmer down. Can we talk about this? That one? Did you, you don't take it back, mom? You didn't mean that. Uh, it's so great. Uh, you know, these are all cheesy sightings. This I'm going to put it on this hat, and it's a big deal. I mean, it's. I'm a little. I'm a little irritated because BYU didn't have a great signing day. Oh no, a little irritated. Okay. Really? Hmm. I mean, I think it's pretty good, but it, the rating services don't. <laughs> no, I was actually pretty happy with it because they, they got some guys that I, I've been keeping an eye on for a couple of years. And uh, hmm. and and but they they missed out on the best quarterback in the draft that, or, or in the uh, signing period that was left. Hmm. Tanner McKee decided to go to Stanford when he was going to BYU the whole time. Uh, Ty Detmer was there. And then we, of course, fired Ty Detmer. So he's not going to BYU anymore. Mm. Going to Stanford. How's that make you feel? Pissed. Like disappointed. Are you Pissed. gonna root for him now anymore? So, or no? so BYU's recruiting class <clears throat> is ranked eighty third uh, by one of the rec- recruiting services. Ninety first by another. Here, just, I think. Keep flipping through your paperwork there. Okay. Why don't you uh, find out? Yeah, oh, okay. Just, yeah. Yeah. So just keep flipping the pages. Just okay. The page tw- one. The twenty eighteen rankings. Okay. 
So this year's recruiting class, uh, <clears throat> number one was Georgia. Sure. Georgia had, I mean, unbelievable class. <laughs> they had, get this, there's only like, with any recruiting class, there's what's called blue chippers. Mm-hmm. And so they're five-star guys. Uh, it goes from one to five stars or sometimes no stars. So, you know, uh, if you have five stars, there's only 20 of them, maybe 25 in any recru- recruiting class. Georgia got eight of them. <laughs> eight of probably the 20 or 25 available. So they were by far number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio State was number two, followed by USC, Texas, and Penn State. Mm. Now, so, okay, obviously BYU is not, no, not, not on the first page. Oh, who's 21 there? Uh, yeah, you're stinking Cornhuskers because Scott, Scott Frost, Frost well, he, saved their... Resusc- they were 89th, 89th before <laughs> Scott Frost. And then Scott Frost got there and saved their class. And they brought him all the way up to 21. That is unbelievable. Mm. Hmm. Wish that guy was coaching players, coach Cougars. Uh, so they're not Maybe, on page two. They're uh, on, page three. And you look at page three, which goes down to number thirty-six. They're not there. Oh well, page must four. be must be page four. Hmm. Surely they're on. No, actually they're not. No. Well, what about page five? Sure, page five. Because on page five you've got crappy schools like Whoa. Tulane. Wow, Rutgers. <laughs> Rutgers is on there. Uh, Duke. Don't tell me. Well, come on. Duke can't out-recruit BYU, hmm. but they did. Did we run out of paper before page, we got to the page? We're at page five now, and you've got Virginia, where former coach uh, Bronco Mendenhall had the number 66 class. Okay. so okay. But Not there's... great, but way better than us because we're not on that page. Well, I see Texas-San Antonio on that list there. There's Texas-San Antonio. Florida International. We got Toledo, oh Louisiana. Oh, 10. my gosh. Page Shut up. seven. Shut up, Keith. Let's see. San Diego. Okay, San page Diego. seven. Now we're at Western Kentucky, oh. who had a better recruit. We had Georgia class. State's on there. Georgia State. We got, uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Non- Connecticut. I'm frankly getting sick now. Colorado State, Navy, North Texas. North Texas. Hey, here in Denton. And then right after North Texas. Right after. Just right there. Brigham Young University at number 93. Good heavens. Are you serious? Well, so I do have some hope, though, because the 2019 class, which is shaping up now Mm -hmm. and is ranked already. Okay, here we go. You want to know? You know? You want to know where they stand? Yeah, in, I want to know. I want to know how many prospects okay. you're going to lose in the next year. Yeah, we better not. I mean, we better have a great year this coming year. Otherwise, we will lose this class. Mm-hmm. Right now, as it stands, Georgia is number one again in 2019. <laughs> BYU is number seven. They okay. go 93 <laughs> in 2018 to seven so far. And number eight. Alabama. We are out recruiting right now for 2019. Don't screw this up, man. The Alabama Crimson Tide. Don't, don't screw it up. Screw this up. Please don't screw it up. Uh, and one other fo- football note before we get to your calls. Mm. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I mean, they just signed him to a five-year deal worth yeah. $137.5 million. It's the largest contract ever given to anybody in football. And it's $27.5 million a year. He's the highest paid NFL football player of all time. Just to give you an idea, Tom Brady, okay, with five Super Bowl rings, he's been to eight mm. Super Bowls. Is he good? He's pretty good. Okay. He's making $15 million a year. Fifteen. Jimmy Garoppolo, who has started seven times who, in his career. Who was Brady's backup. Who was Brady's backup, <laughs> is making almost double what Tom Brady is making. 
I, how pissed would you be if well, you're Tom Brady? Look, his I mean, contract's going to come up. His contract will come, but he's 40 now. Right. So whatever humongous amount of money he's gotten, he's probably already gotten it. Right? I mean, at 45, are they going to give him a bigger contract than he has now? I, no. I did the math on this last night, and uh, Jimmy G is going to be getting, in a calendar year, half a million dollars a week. <clears throat> That's not bad. A week. What's the average uh, salary in the U.S.? Thirty-six, like forty thousand or something. Okay, so he's going to be getting more than ten times the average the salary. Yearly salary. The yearly every salary. Week. Every week. Every week. That's not bad. If That's pretty he, good pay. This is going to be. I if could make he ends meet. Bombs out there, which he didn't. He looked great. No, when he, he looked played great. in San Francisco. He won every game he started for for the 49ers. So, but boy, you talk about pressure. Good golly. Ooh. And usually it doesn't work out when they sign a massive deal like that. Usually it's like, okay, I got mine. Now I don't have to try as hard. Or I don't know. Or maybe it's too much pressure or I don't know what it is. But they usually – look at Albert Pujols when he went to uh, the Angels. He's never been the same. Uh, 888-900-3393. We'll get back to your calls here in just a second. All right. Um, meanwhile, a couple of years ago, uh, Glenn and Tanya – wanted to sell their home and uh in fact they needed to sell their home because they were going to move and uh they had to get that big albatross from around their neck off of their neck and so they hired a real estate agent who just didn't do a good job for them just didn't get the job done and it was frustrating and it was expensive and it was time consuming and it was a miserable experience and they didn't want other people to have to go through that so they thought, what if we put together uh, realtors across the country uh, and we we choose them based on criteria like their experience, their marketing plans, uh, the character they have, and what kind of results do they get? And then we'll even throw in this. Are they fans of the show? Because if they are, then they have the same general principles and values that our listeners do. So this would be great. So that's how they came up with Real Estate Agents I Trust. It's a network of 1,200 agents all over America, rigorously qualified on the criteria I just mentioned. And it works out really well. So if you need to sell your house fast and for the most money or you're looking to buy, then go to realestateagentsitrust.com. You'll be introduced to the best agent in your area. Let our agents earn your business. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. You know, as far as Jimmy Garoppolo, that's just one of the uh, one of the quirks of the NFL. If a team needs a quarterback and they think they've got a really good one, even though he's only started seven games, they're gonna they're gonna pay him. You're just because really good quarterbacks are so hard to find, and he's he's gonna get a lot of money. And then you're gonna piss off the the guys who've been doing it for 15 years, like Tom Brady, like Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. If you're one of those guys, how do you feel today? <laughs> I feel like you got a payday coming. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you feel like uh, the first call you made after you saw the news break was uh, to your agent. 
Rodgers becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2020. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, what are you going to give him, a billion dollars <laughs> with the career he's had? After you've paid Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins is coming up, and he'll probably make more than Garoppolo, mm-hmm. uh, and you'll have many more in the meantime. And then you got Aaron Rodgers. Matt Ryan's coming too. Matt Ryan. Wow. Interesting. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Don in Florida, you're on the Blaze. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Uh first Good. I want to say is um uh BYU plays football? <laughs> Shut you up. You know that. Shut up. <laughs> on a technicality. <laughs> uh I've uh I've coached youth football and uh, high school football for thirty seasons now, so it okay. was a shock to find that out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll bet it was. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Florida. Hey, anyway. Um, uh, National champions, well, 1984, Don. Just, uh, oh, yeah, just yeah, to yeah. throw that out there. <laughs> just, just throw that out. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, my, my point was that that professor that, um, you know, said, hey, you know, Australia is not a country. She sounds like she's trying to hammer the point to the student that uh, she's an anti-colonialist. Um, that the country was illegally gotten, so therefore there is no country. It doesn't belong to them, so it's a continent, not a country. Just mm-hmm. like those anti-colonialists believe America, we, we stole it from the, uh, the Native Americans and, and, and Indians. We, we stole it from them, so yeah. we're illegitimate in that vein. And, and, and my wife, when she was in college, and the problem here was my wife went to school a little too late for them to really – bend her mind, and uh, the professor would say things about Christianity, and my wife would correct him. And one time she said, he turned to the class and said, and I quote, I'm under no obligation to tell you the truth. It's up to you to decide what the truth was. And all these young kids were like, what? So, you know, wow. <laughs> that's just the way college is. That's the way, you know, that's what yeah. they're doing in colleges these days. Yes. But anyway, yeah, um, I just want to let you know, I've been listening to Glenn Beck um, from Florida, you know, south of Tampa. I used to listen to him on the drive home, and um, I've been with him ever since. And, uh, hey, I appreciate you guys, and I love this show right Thank here. Thank you. I used to listen to the other guy that comes on at noon. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I, I, I come to the blaze and I listen to you guys because I love you guys. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. I don't know who the other guy would possibly be. By either. the way, uh, on Twitter, they're saying that this, um, <laughs> this recruits uh, mom and grandma live in Florida. And, um, you know, maybe they just wanted the kid Weird. To, to get out of state. Like, go away. Like, we want you to go to Alabama or Tennessee. Maybe that's why. Uh, that's interesting. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Huh. As far as his theory on uh, colonialism in Australia not being legitimate. Yes. It's possible, although you would think she would have used that argument, right? Uh, it's not a legitimate country. She would have said something like that. She never did. She just kept saying it's a continent, not yeah. a country. I just think I she's know. dumb. Yeah, I do and too. Should not be a I professor. Super ignorant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary in Georgia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey. Hey. Uh, yeah, I wanted to know about the guy that uh, was going to go up in the rocket and take the picture mm-hmm. and show us all that the uh, Earth was flat. Yeah, he and, he uh, he couldn't he, somehow he couldn't make the launch. So last his weekend, rocket right? was there. Everybody was counting down, ready to go. And then it just sat there for 11 minutes. And um, remember, he dropped about, you know, eight or 10 F bombs about how upset he was. And sorry, uh-huh. I dragged y'all out here. Uh-huh. Well, you know, he was, he had a lot of bravado going on beforehand because he was talking about how this is going to shut the door on this ball earth theory. <laughs> and then that's a quote. And then, uh, 
and then the way, he didn't. Yeah, his GoFundMe, he needed a ten thousand dollar goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, he was at a hundred bucks. <laughs> He's at a hundred dollars of his ten thousand dollar goal. Oh my god! And uh, and I guess that that paid off. There's your uh, update, Gary. Thanks. You, you get uh, a hundred bucks will get you a rocket sitting there for eleven minutes, not moving. That is crazy. <laughs> but uh, he's Plus, gonna. In the meantime, there's been a massive launch by SpaceX, <laughs> and the photographs from the launch clearly show a spherical Earth part in the, of the background. No, Elon Musk. Think about it. Uh-huh. Think, oh my gosh, I'm going to play the Jeffy role here. He gets money from the United States government, does he not? Yes, I yes he does. And is it in the interest of the United States government to perpetuate this the lie, lie from 1969? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like photoshopped or whatever. I, I no man, that 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 dummy strapped in that car is um, it's on a sound lot in Southern California right now. It's not I, it's not in the air. That's that's your only excuse, right? Because that proved mm-hmm. positive. I mean, you see it in the background. Yeah. It's round, people. It's round. it's round. It's a sphere. It is not flat like a disc. Okay. It's not. So I don't even know. I mean, why, why would this guy risk his life now I, when I we just know. proved it? I don't know. But, but, but you know, he's got a fallback. Mike Hughes. Mad Mike Hughes. Yeah. He is going to run for governor of California, which, I mean, they can't do worse. I mean, you get Jerry Brown twice. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe there's a future in him if he could just survive long enough and then run for governor. Congratulations. Yeah, it's Congress. kind of my hope that he doesn't do this launch because I don't know that he survives it. Yeah. And <gasps> the point's already been proven. Oh, no. So First of all, I don't want any harm to come to him. I don't Wouldn't either. that be something if he gets up there and he's like, I've got the proof. And then he crash lands and then the proof dies with him and we never know. Be sad. Yeah, I'd be never sad. Know. Jody in Utah, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, guys. Hey. Mm. And did you hear about this? Um, how do I want to say this? Pebbles the uh, hamster. Idiot girl that had an emotional support hamster mm-hmm. that she flushed down the toilet because she couldn't take it on Spirit Airlines. I mean, how emotionally screwed up do you have to be to do that? <laughs> pretty bad. I'm just asking for That's a friend. That's pretty bad. Just asking for a friend. Asking for a friend, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I can't. I would think that the airline would be sued for that, but supposedly they did force her to flush it down the toilet. They right? suggested it. Was it? Did, did they she do it? Her? Did she do it, Jody? Do you know? Yes. She did it. Yes. She actually did it. She said wow. they, they had. Well, okay. Where are you getting your hamster trained to be an emotional support? I have a service <laughs> dog. Uh-huh. I, I I can tell you how that works. I can tell, but this. Hamster? Mm-hmm. It was, was special. You know it was specially trained. You know it's a highly trained hamster. I mean, right? You know that. It, there, <laughs> what did it do? There's what, what no kind of, smarter animal than a hamster or a gerbil. What would you train a, a special <laughs> hamster to do for you? Cuddle up to you, and uh, when, when it senses that you're distressed, Aww. it just comes and nuddles it. Nudges at your neck. Can and, it fetch anything you know. for you? Or? Yeah, it can fetch your slippers. You can put them in his mouth and bring them over. Why not? We just flushed mm-hmm. a slipper-fetching yeah. hamster down a toilet? A support. Don't forget, an emotional support hamster. Flushed it right down the toilet. What else could this guy do? Dead. Little little pebbles, Dead. the hamster. What else could it have done? Could play the piano. It's we saying. flushed a mm-hmm. piano-playing mm-hmm. hamster. Mm-hmm. Right down the toilet. Down the toilet. On Spirit Airlines. 
I uh, what it used to sing? I've had the time of my life to her. Wait, that was her favorite song. We flushed a singing. She liked dirty dancing and hamster. It would play and sing to her when down she felt the down. toilet. Yeah, it's sad. It's really sad. How what what, what kind of society to? are we? What, what is this? What kind of society? Now I'm pissed. Are we? I was heartbroken. Now I'm just pissed. Right? Are you what? right? I know. I know. Wasted a life. A life flushed down. Plus, do you know how Literally. much it, it costs to train that gerbil? Yeah, what? to do that work. Tell us, seven hundred and eighty-four million dollars. Seven hundred and eighty-four million dollars is whoa, whoa, what whoa. it costs to train that gerbil. Wait a minute. Wait. Hold the, on. I mean, it's playing the piano and singing. That's a lot. It, it does a lot. Who's so. tra- who trains it? The U.S. Um, uh, Geological Society. Are you sure it's not an online course you can take with the University of Southern no. New no, Hampshire? No, it's beyond that. And I think the uh, National Association of Realtors has something to do with it, too. Wait. <laughs> they are eclectic. <laughs> yeah, well, what are you going to do? I, I mean, just, it takes a lot. It takes a village to raise a hamster. We just flushed. So We just flushed mm-hmm. the most talented animal to ever live. <laughs> Yes. Down the toilet. Flush it right down the Spirit Airlines toilet. I knew I hated Spirit Airlines, and now I know why. It's not just because they charged me to bring, I don't know, a piece of paper on their flight. Yeah. Literally. It's a sick world, Keith. It's time you realize that. It's just the hamster's gone. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Oh, and Jeffy with Chewing the Fat. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Time for Chewing the Fat oh, with Jeffy. All right, so when I voted on the poll that's oh. uh, up at uh, Pat Gray Unleashed uh, Twitter account, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Olympic suit was uh, winning hands down. Because they cannot, before you tell me what the vote is, okay. there's no way that those designers could be that stupid, right? Stupid? They can't. I mean, it's um, got, they just can't. They, gotta, they uh, so have to do that on purpose. So you think they're trying to embarrass our, to. our U.S. Olympic team? If they think that it's, that it's a good look or something, you know? Because it really uh, is not a good look. Let's highlight the crotch. Let's yeah. do that. And this will look really good for people. I mean, no. that's good if you're a ballet dancer. That's why you become a ballet dancer. Uh, no. Oh, yeah, you do. No. I mean, Pat. Hmm? You do. No. But anyway, what's the... <laughs> uh, currently, it is... Uh, and the, what you do, you go to Twitter, at Pat Unleashed, mm-hmm. and the poll, it shows you the pictures of the uh, uniforms with uh, Glenn and Pat's uh, birthday exchange gift, which is um, steeped in paisley. Yeah, uh, it's fifty-five like to forty-five. Up. Speed skating uniform is worse. It's pretty close. Fifty-five, forty-five. That is pretty That's close. Kind of close. It yeah. was. It was not that close when I voted. It was like eighty mm-hmm. to the Olympics. No, it's not. So see, because people, it. well, people think they're being funny <laughs> with the with the birthday present. It's the skating suit. That's the no, worst. They, that no, that 
outfit no, it's not. is pretty bad. No. Come on. I would wear that outfit in a heart. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. That'd be a good curling uniform, I'll tell you that. Right? I mean, we look pretty stylish when we played I the video we earlier. We look good, man. And now, by the way, we won that match. I know we won. Uh, anyway, and so no, I watched you know. I watched uh, the, vi- the video of uh, the Florida boy from Escambia. Yeah, isn't that something? Uh, going to the University of Florida. <laughs> yeah. You know, Later, that video rolls on. She comes back. I know she does. She, she comes does to her back. senses a little well, bit. Well, she, she had, comes you know, back. the thing is, is that she'd already taken money from Alabama, and she had to go. <laughs> she had to call. She had to go call the the defensive coach and say, "Dude, uh, yes, uh, I don't have your money. I think you saw We're it. not coming to Alabama." <laughs> She, had to, she got, had to call Nick. And she knew, Nick. and yeah. Tennessee probably Thanks said, for 100 grand to Tennessee probably son, said, look, if he comes here, we'll give you some money. But mm-hmm. she already she already cashed the check from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. Nice. But my boy wanted to, go to Ga- wanted to go to Gainesville, play for the Gators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's three good schools, though. Yeah. That's good for him. Actually, luck. Florida's been down for a while. I, yeah, yeah, they I think have, he made the wrong pretty, choice. I know, I don't. They're I'm coming back. I'm going to Alabama. They're coming back. No, because you get lost in the shuffle a little bit. However. Uh, no, you don't. However, I will say this. If, if you call lost this. in the shuffle going to the NFL after two years at Alabama, <laughs> no, I know. you're right. I was just going to say you're that. You're a pretty good say, shuffle to be lost in. I was going to say that. that <laughs> the mistake that some players make uh-huh. is that they want to not get lost in the shuffle and play, right? Yeah. And so you end up playing it division one level and yeah. that those t- extra two or three years before you go to the nfl takes its toll oh yeah so you really yeah. the smart move is to actually play for two years mm-hmm. one to two years well that's all and then go to the nfl for instance that's all byu had to sell their program this year right because they were four and nine they had such a i saw they're they're ranked high in the rankings for, for next recruiting year. for right? next year they are uh for next year they are if that's what you're trying to say. Well, no, I, next I, I, year, this year, are. this recruiting class was. No, they, this they were in the top recru- 200. You know what they right? had to say? You'll play right away. Yeah, why would I want to play for a 4 9 team? <laughs> yeah, but you'll play right away. You get to play right away. It worked on one four star guy. One. We got one this recruiting yeah, class. I think that's the Which is one. why they're 93rd. Yeah. Well, oh, they were in the top 100. I'm sorry. I thought top they were in the, 100? I thought they were in the top yeah. two. That's out of anyway, like 17,000 <laughs> schools, I think. I think there's 17,000, right? I mean, yeah, the right. argument should have been, look, you're going to get noticed, and then you can get out of here, right? A couple yeah. of years, you're going to get noticed. Mm-hmm. You're, we, the competition isn't as good, so you won't get hurt, and then you can get out of here. Anyway, <laughs> that's the, tough, man. The competition is great. They're I'm going to tell you something. I know they year. are. I know it is. And, and uh, like I said before, you <clears> you sold me on a program to become kind of a fan of them, and I'm really pissed at them. The year before, they were really I'm really good. pissed at them for keeping the coach, and, and they, that he should have gone. He should have been well, hit the road. They kept the head coach, but they completely obliterated the offensive. St- the offensive staff uh, is gone, uh, gone, and that's why they lost a quarterback, Tanner McKee, the five-star guy from uh, California. That's why they lost him. Right. Pisses me off. Right. But it's just what are you gonna of, do? I know. What do you I miss the recruit. I mean, when Elvis went uh, picked up the Missouri hat, uh, you know that was. That was fun because you know, the TV is the local TV is there and yeah and covered it. Was oh, fun. they did that. Yeah, with Elvis. It was really fun. Yeah, it was fun. So it was Missouri because his uh, uh, sisters of the poor, 
Uh, and uh, oh, we'd, we'd cash the check for Missouri a and, long time ago. <laughs> and Butte Tech? Yes. Is that the other yes. school that was possible? Yes. Yeah, Butte and he, Tech and was a went, tough one. He touched me. <laughs> I thought he was going to go to Butte Tech, and I was going to have to storm off. What were the actual but, schools? Uh, what were they? Well, he, no, he'd already chosen. He'd already chosen Missouri on, no. on signing day. He'd well, already said that he was going to Missouri. Sort of so anticlimactic. It, it, it is. But, the, but they were there and, you know, had the hats and, you know, talked to all the kids because about, about – uh, Seven or eight of his high school class, senior class, were going to mm-hmm. D1 schools. So they were, mm-hmm. you know, it it's was good. good for local. Yeah, that was real yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, it was fun. I miss the recruiting days. That was so much fun. Can I have your Butte Man. Tech hat if you're not using it anymore? <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll no. send it back. Oh. Yeah, Butte Tech only prints so many. No, I mean, back. come on. They're not going to let you have it when you don't choose the school. Right. Hello. <laughs> right. Sorry. Okay. Got it. <laughs> I think Butte Tech's so got like caps to burn. I'm no. sure that you could probably no, get a knitted don't. one with the logo on it to, you know, add to your collection. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. So Seattle, I don't know if you talked about this because uh, Seattle is. A, I'm turning into a big fan of them, and, and they've done something and are going to do something that I'm surprised they think will work. And that's put up a fence to stop people from going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Seattle. Mm-hmm. Seattle is going to put up a fence. <laughs> Mm-hmm. To stop people from going mm-hmm. to a particular location. I don't understand that. I didn't think that would work. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I, I that mean, would work. And in a liberal city like Hateful. Seattle, right? it's against fences. Right. But apparently they've got this area that uh, they're the, well, <laughs> some of the stories are calling them homeless people. Some, but the one main story that I love from the Seattle newspaper is uh, the campers. Um, campers. They, the campers. You know, the campers. They're, moving, they're kicking out the campers. No, Wait, people are camping? They're ca- <laughs> they're, so they're not homeless. The, they're just camping. The campers. Okay. The, the campers. So like a permanent camper. Uh, yeah. The, the, the permanent camper. Wait, wait, wait. wait. As, so, the, as the great Neil Borch used to say when I was growing up listening to talk radio in Atlanta, the urban outdoorsman. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Now, he said that there's, uh, there's also uh, people for Seattle that... Uh, the mayor and some of the councilmen are like, look, we don't really, you know, if we're going to build a fence, we need to spend money on a transitional plan, too, for these people. Because they need a play. We can't just kick the campers out, you know, build a fence and tell them they can't go there. And the police are worried because, look, most of the time, anytime they put up a fence somewhere, the campers tend to cut through the fence and dig underneath it and move back in anyway. Right. So they're talking about building a fence. They wanted to originally build one with two feet under, under the ground. Mm-hmm. So the campers would have an even more difficult time digging underneath. They've already scrapped that idea. Well, that's too much money. Mm-hmm. Now they're talking about, well, if we're not going to build a fence and we need to spend like $600,000 a year on special security at this, it's like th- two or three acres where I thought they were going to do razor go. wire. Weren't they doing razor wire? Yes, they wanted to do razor wire. Yeah. That's the last That's the last <laughs> of their talking. It's the It's the... It's the possibility of the fence along with the razor wire, so it's kind of like prison, but kind of like prison. <laughs> well, prison and prison goes underground too. But fences don't work. Okay, they Fe- don't fences work. do not work, and in prison you're not a camper. And they're just you know campers. That. No, this Thank is you. like okay. a KOA campground. Uh, you're not a camper. Uh, if you don't know that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't even start with your hateful rhetoric yeah, about no, oh, cow. about homeless people. I just no, love, these are campers. I love the idea that uh, Seattle. Are they really calling Seattle. them campers? Well, in one story I read, they, That's funny. they called them campers. Yeah. Jeez. It was really funny. Uh, they. Uh, I just love the idea that Seattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seattle. Mm-hmm. As Sanctuary as gets, City. Pretty much is. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, now we're going to have, you know, that area is just getting too full and it's, just, it's too dangerous. There's been murders there and there's a lot of crime. We need to do something. Oh, man. What? No. What? Love them. That's what you need to do. And yes. Bring, bring them into your homes. And that's what, you know, that's the trans- Open up your freaking homes to them. That's, that's the transitional do. plan, right? Build them homes and build them shelters. No, you don't build them homes. You already got homes. Let them stay with the city council in Seattle. Yes. Not just okay stay, let them live with the city council. I mean, worst case, let them camp in the front yard. Right. Right? Yes. Yes. Make the front yard For a campground. For all of these people who think it's hateful. Yeah. To, to try to protect your, your country, your belongings, your city, whatever. All right. Invite them into your home. Thank you. Invite They're them all in. yours. Do it. And feed them, too. Yeah. They're all yours. And by the way, when I complain that those campers mm-hmm. are going against the HOAs on your front yard, don't come back to me. Right. Okay. Right. Don't come back to me. That's right. All right. It's National Pizza Day. Yeah. A, where's the pizza? I already, ate, pizza? I already ate my pizza for uh-huh. the day. It's and true. B, uh, if you live in Indianapolis, uh, the Little Caesars restaurant uh, in downtown, I know if you were there the last few days, it's been closed. Hmm. Uh, it's back open again. Oh, good. So you can be able to do lunch there. But I'd keep a close eye out Why because the closed? reason it was closed that uh, they found uh, rat poop on it, on a pizza. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the people protein. bought the pizza. Oh, no. <laughs> They're driving home, but the, the wife opens up the pizza and goes, Oh, no. You know that? That doesn't, doesn't look, look like, like a mushroom. Pizza drop. <laughs> Hot and ready. Uh, pretty Hot sh- and ready. Pretty sure that's not yeah, no, that pepperoni. Look like. So they went back and they, you know, the, the guy is like, "Look at that! Wrap <laughs> poop on my pizza." What? What are you talking about? And they brought the called the police, and then the police called the health department, and they shut the place down. Wow! Over and one so little now, piece of rat poop. One pizza gets a little rat poop. Wow! On. Right. <laughs> wow! What are we, America? All of a sudden. What kind of picky customers right. do they have? It's get what, out. You know what you do? You remove the rat poop and you eat <laughs> you, that you pizza. know how many pizzas Pick we've made here Shut today? Up. One pizza got a little rat poop on it. Pick it off. <laughs> so I turned my back and a rat pooped on your pizza. It's one little poop. Get it out of here. Forget about Pick it. Pick it up. Throw it away. Eat the rest of the pizza. Okay? Right. Don't ruin it for everyone. I mean, there's some kid that was looking forward to Little Caesars. Now, I don't know. But you if, had to complain about rat poop on yours. In yeah. Salt Lake City, I don't know if the pizzas actually had... Uh, this was in Indianapolis, but uh, in uh, Salt Lake City, uh, I don't know if the pizzas that were given away to the traffic wardens had rat poop on them, but uh, there's a big deal going on right now. Traffic wardens uh, apparently overlooked like $19,000 in parking tickets uh, for a pizza place in uh, Salt Lake City. Um, they didn't write traffic parking tickets. If you had the little pizza menu in the corner of your car, you were either the owner or an employee of the pizza place in downtown Utah and the traffic, they didn't write any tickets but... This is in downtown Utah? That's where, downtown Salt Lake, yes. Yeah, okay. right in downtown right. Utah. Yeah, okay. Right downtown Utah. Uh, downtown Utah. You know where That's that Salt is. Lake. You know Everybody knows is. downtown Utah sure. Salt Lake you know, City. Duh. You know where that you go is. Down, just past, <laughs> right there. Just past Hillville. You just, you it's pass, right there. You pass Nevada and you're right in downtown you're right Utah. right in downtown there you, Utah. There you are. Uh, you're right. So apparently, so they just went in and ate for free whenever they wanted at the pizza place. Now, a couple things. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. Is somebody making a big deal uh, of it? Oh, yeah. Big time. They fired Why? the traffic wardens. and uh, Really? Yeah. They, and and what it, they fired the traffic wardens because they got in trouble. And then. Someone at the pizza place re- kind of reported. I don't know why the pizza guy person would open their big mouth unless he got a ticket. One of them got a ticket, I think, after they uh, 
after they got rid of the traffic wardens, the yeah. new wardens came into town, started writing tickets, and the guy's like, hey, uh, we got a deal. <laughs> we got a deal with your people. We mm. don't get tickets. Mm. <laughs> you guys eat here, but we don't get tickets. Oh, you get tickets now. I don't they have some kind of deal. Really, I've, I have, I've dealt with uh, local municipalities over parking violations before in the past. Have you? Oh, man. And mm-hmm. there is nothing worse than walking out and seeing your car in the boot. Yeah. Nothing worse. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. I went to jail once over right. a parking ticket. We talk, I mean, I right. hate over parking violations. Over a freaking yeah. parking and they, ticket. I mean, the parking meters are, you know, it's it's 9 o'clock and you weren't supposed to park. We were supposed to, we had an apartment we lived in. We couldn't park a block away under a bridge. We mm-hmm. had to move into another parking lot at 9 o'clock, by before 9 o'clock in the morning. And it's like mm-hmm. they're waiting out there with their little timer. Mm. It's 9 o'clock ticket. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, you get so many parking violations, boot. Mm-hmm. And you can't, I mean, unless you pay your tickets. Or if you don't pay the ticket and you wind up in jail for a night. Right. To, you know, like sentenced to 30 days with 29 suspended. That Thank leaves you. you with one night in jail. Thank you. So uh, uh, It sounds like you know firsthand. No, I just I have heard about that. You heard about it from a friend. I've heard, I've heard tell that, yeah, there's some people that that's happened to. On I mean, it's a dangerous situation for people mother's like day. you. On, on their very first uh, Mother's Day with did their that, wife. Did that happen uh, in downtown Utah? Or? It happened in downtown Utah. <laughs> yes, yeah. it did. Yeah. Wait a minute, yes, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It was your first Mother's Day with your wife. So did uh, you guys already have kids? No, it's, but it was a, it was Mother's Day, and Mother's I'm in jail. Day. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm not I'm not diminishing it. I'm just thinking. I'm trying to think. Did we have kids by then? It mm. might maybe she it wasn't the first though. one. Maybe it was the second or third. And mm. yeah. And so, a, anyway, we, how was it? It was. I met was a lot of nice guys. I mean, one uh, night, one was, night in a, in a jail in downtown <laughs> Utah is nothing. Yeah, right. You should be able to do that. Right. right. You should be able to handle that. I mean, it's downtown Utah. Downtown, downtown Utah. Utah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You'll be able to handle that. I mean, yeah, that's exactly did you, where it was. Did you, did you have to shiv anyone while you were in there at all? or Just three guys. Whoa. Three guys. So, Oh, so yeah. the nice guys you made were on the, the gang that you had yeah. formed. They helped me shiv the nuts of nice guys. <laughs> good for you. So, yeah, it was good. It was, Very good. It was a good time. Are they okay? I mean, it was a good time. Do they survive? Or? Yeah. What do you, no. Are you still in touch with any of your oh, gang members okay. that you? Oof. But I think they were happy that I got rid of some of the scum in town. So what was the name I of your gang? So you, you only started. did the one day. Yeah. You formed you a did gang. the one night. You're well, out. I did, but I yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Right. I want to know yeah. the name of your gang. The Spanky in our gang. Tough gang in downtown. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. Something funny. <laughs> It's a badass gang. You ain't lying, it is. Yeah, it's a badass gang. (laughs) Don't come after me, I'm sorry. Say that to somebody else when you're coming into downtown. I don't want (laughs) to. What else you have? Laugh again in downtown Utah. Right, right. I'll give you another Utah story. The uh, Utah legislature is set to debate a bill that would outlaw ticket quotas for police departments. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I think they should do that. I think they should, too. I think everybody should do that. But many places do that and still quietly have their quotas, which is what they're concerned about. Yeah. And I believe that that takes place in many municipalities here in the oh, Dallas-Fort Worth. I believe it does. Complex. Huh. Mm-hmm. There's uh, plenty of uh, uh, there's plenty of information that leads you to believe that mm-hmm. uh, here in the <laughs> Dallas-Fort Worth area mm-hmm. for uh, local municipalities. I actually do think it's a good idea to mandate it. I don't know that you could actually ever get away with it. I mean, get lose lose the quotas there's, from. They're they're, they're going to have to write tickets, and they're going to have to make a, some kind of difference in income for the municipalities right i mean that's what they're mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. there's one municipality in this area in particular <laughs> has about seven people who live there and they receive about 900 million dollars in tickets <laughs> right, every year right and so 
uh, they have a quota. Yeah. And this Absolutely. is how they make their money. Absolutely. And they nail you every single time you drive through their stupid town. And there's another municipality that's right next to that one that mm-hmm. said, you know. <clears throat> hey, that, that's look at how well idea. it's working out there. <laughs> yep. Those bastards. Yep. Anyway, but I'm just saying, it anyway. is a good idea, but I don't know that you ever get actually really get away, right. you know, get away from it. Yeah. Um, researchers followed uh, 1,314 adults and 1,111 children between the ages of 12 and 13 at 38 military facilities throughout the country to find out that uh, obesity may be contagious. <clears throat> wow. Stay over right? there. Right? Stay over there. I, I say no. Stay over there. But in the study, it says, uh, according to the research, uh, defines the nation's epidemic as a social contagion. <laughs> Um, come on now. Come on. You're sticking food in your mouth. And you're, the, you're doing it uh, aware of the fact. Well, that they say families that lived in counties that had even one percentage point higher obesity rate than others had uh, a, zero, a .08 increase in body mass index. So if you were living in an area where there were fat people, you are more likely to be fat and make yourself fat. Gain That's, weight. Okay. It's your fault then that I'm fat. I like this. I, I th- there we go. Uh, we just figured it out. I got, I caught, I caught fatness from Jeffy, so it's his fault. Okay. <laughs> nothing to do with the ice cream I eat at ten thirty every night. Uh, nothing to do with it. It's Jeffy. I caught fat from him. Damn you! Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You're welcome. <laughs> More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Hmm? Oh, do I have a? Uh, okay, yes. All right. Uh, almost forgot to tell you. About filter by, which we can't do. Because if you're properly maintaining your filters, you're not only breathing uh, a lot better, if you're properly doing it, you just might find yourself with a uh, heating condition that's in good condition rather than thousands of dollars worth of repairs. Now, how do, you sweet. Keep, how do you keep it in great condition? You go to filterby.com. These guys are great. First of all, do you want to do business with a, a business that makes all their filters in China? No. Or, or the United States of America? Uh, USA, better USA. Believe it. Better believe it. And uh, FilterBuy.com is America's leading provider of HVAC filters, and they make them all right here in America. I love that. They have over 600 different filter sizes, and even if you have like a really weird size, like a Jeffy size. Do you remember the size of your filters? Um, do, do you remember? Seriously? No. Because I, have, uh-uh. we, I was trying to remember them the other day, and I actually I have them on my phone. Yeah. In a special, on a memo page on my phone because I never remember. Yeah, I'd, and yeah. I, I, what I love about FilterBuy is the direct delivery, the monthly delivery, so I don't have to even think about. Yeah, it. the auto delivery where you I, set it up, you save five percent, and wanna, then they, it just shows up at your door. I want when somebody you need to it. knock on my door. Oh, there's That's, the filter. I love that. I'm in love with. That. For one thing, I don't like to go to Home Depot for anything. I'm not your typical, I'm you know, handyman guy. What? Who goes to Home Depot on the weekend or Lowe's? Are and, you speaking of the same Pat uh, Gray that, that I know? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Okay. I know that's a surprise to most. Wait, <laughs> you're not Mr. Handyman repair guy around your house? Yeah, no. So it's really a great thing when I don't have to go to Home Depot and the filter just shows up at my door. No doubt. I love that. I do too. They have all kinds of Merv options all the way up to hospital grade. They're really going to clean up the air in your home. And you save the 5% when you set up auto, auto delivery. And then you don't have to worry about, is it time again? Because when it's time, they show up there at your door. Is. There it is. Hello. Okay. Replace it. Save money. Save time. Breathe better. It's filterby.com. That's filterby.com. Filterby.com.
Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, fair game to uh, call it's free free speech Friday. Whatever you want to talk about uh, is is fair game. Anything during the course of the week that you haven't had a chance to talk about? Or, have we talked about curling this week? Uh, we have. Just want to make sure we have because that was that was on my list. So okay, mm-hmm. just want to make sure. Yeah, we we have. Uh, it's kind of cool because I I love the Olympics. Uh, I know some people don't care about them, uh, but I. I love watching the Olympics. I'm looking forward to seeing those speed skating uniforms in person. I can't and, wait. And we do have the, the team so picture. So embarrassing. Mm-hmm. So we got the team photo and the one guy, right? With mm-hmm. <laughs> This looks so bad. It looks so bad. I, I don't know who designed this. Is there yeah. like don't they usually use like Ralph Lauren or somebody to do these Olympic uh uniforms? They used Under Armour. Under Armour, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Under Armour should know better. It's been a lot of time. Working on that. Developed over several years by Under Armour and Lockheed Martin. By blind employees, I guess. What? Better known as fighter jets than fancy for fighter jets rather than fancy skatewear, which is why perhaps um, they look so bad <laughs> because you used Lockheed Martin here too. And they, hey, you know what look great is, uh, you know what would be great is if we could put these, uh, these this gray area right on the crotch. The bullseye right there on the old... <laughs> Crotch area. It's <laughs> just so. Uh, no, you're right. It's the 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 single skater photo is is even worse than the team. <laughs> and photo. you can vote at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, which is worse, the birthday gift or those? Wow. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. I am here, and uh, thank you for being here as well. 888-900-3393. Uh, it is Free Speech Friday, so you can call with whatever's on your mind, whatever you want to talk about that you've uh, not been able to get through on this this uh, whatever topic or from previous weeks, or maybe we haven't even talked about it, you just want to bring it up. Uh, there's also this uh, teacher who apparently had sex with a 16-year-old student. And uh, since it's illegal, she says that law is unconstitutional. Hmm. Former Alabama high school teacher that had sex with two, oh, two 16-year-old students. I guess that's her I, thing. I see. Yeah, that's her thing. She's arguing that a state law prohibiting sex between school employees and students under 19, no matter what school system they attend, is unconstitutional. Charlie Jones Parker, who's 31, uh, pleaded guilty in August to having sex with students under 19, adding that she's serving a three-year prison sentence and is expected to be released September 2020. She's appealing her conviction based on the fact that it's unconstitutional to outlaw sex between a teacher and her students. 
<laughs> is 16 the uh, a uh, consensual age in Alabama? Yeah. Is that what she's saying? That's the deal. Okay, so she's saying since a 31-year-old can have sex with a 16-year-old in Alabama, that you can't prohibit it between a teacher and a student. That's interesting. Is that right? Yeah, is I that like her this. argument? This is interesting, yeah. And I wonder if there there might be something to that. Parker's attorney argues that the law violates the Equal Protection Clause. Wow. Because it's, it treats school employees differently than other occupations and criminalizes private consensual sexual <laughs> relationships. I mean, as sick as it is. I know. That this 31-year-old woman is, like, preying on 16-year-old boys. And because it's a woman with boys, right? Everybody says, ah, don't worry about it. They like that. That's, <laughs> they like it. <laughs> right? Which you would never say if it was a 16-year-old girl. Nobody would say, nope. ah, she likes, don't worry about it. <laughs> but because it's boys, that's what, that's what the attitude will be. Yep. Alabama does not make it a crime for members of other occupations to have consensual sex with 16, 17, and 18-year-olds. Even when there's a position of trust or authority. Huh. That is really... That's a tough... Because it's so abhorrent. Yeah. It's so out of our... It's so out of the mainstream. And it's so uncomfortable for people to say, okay, well, yeah, she's 31 and, and he's 16. It's legal. Yeah. Nobody's going to say that. You're going to say, you're a sick freak. You I, belong in prison. Right. And I like cases like this that, that make you think. I do too. And that force you, at least from my perspective, to come down on the side of the Constitution instead of the yes. side of what's, quote, right or yeah. what's normal or what have you. I think they got a winner with this equal protection case. I think they. it <laughs> seems like they I do. Like this. <laughs> it seems like they do. How could you say school employees can't do this? But if you're in any other profession, you can. How could you do that? And it, look, the ball is in Alabama, is Alabama right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's in Alabama. their court. It's like, look, you yeah. change the age of consent to what? What's out of high school? You know, 18, 19 years old. Yep. Make sure they're clear. If that's how you want to do this. But to say someone of a, of a specific uh, profession. Can't do it? No, because then yeah. you're like, okay, well, when was the date of termination? Plus, or when was the... Plus, she's in jail for it. She's in prison for it for three years. And if somebody does it in another profession, they're not going to be. I mean, it, it seems like that's, she's on solid footing here. I didn't think she would. Hmm. I, when, I, when I saw the headline, I thought, no way. Am I, but I don't know. Maybe. In a yeah. Tuesday brief, her lawyer spelled out a hypothetical situation in mm -hmm. which a 21-year-old school janitor heads to the Gulf Shore for spring break and has sex with an 18-year-old high school student, and that under the law, he's guilty of a Class B felony. But a 65-year-old doctor, minister, therapist, or attorney is not subject to criminal liability in Alabama for having consensual sex with a 16-year-old over whom he has authority or with whom he holds a position of trust, say a minister mm -hmm. and a somebody in the congregation. Wow. Uh, that's a compelling case. I love it. Isn't it? Jeez. I I want to follow this one. Uh so um she's married too, right? Is she? I don't know. Yeah. Parker and her husband. <laughs> oh, well, okay. 
Wait, so now so, I guess if you find that nugget hidden in the story. Another little fun nugget, too, to add to the intrigue here. Okay. Parker and her husband were both teachers at the time and were arrested in March of 2016. Charlie Parker was accused of having sexual contact with a 16-year-old male student 13 times. Uh, she was charged with engaging in sex with another 16-year-old student at his home and uh, now, her husband, James Jamie Franklin Parker, was accused of having sexual contact with a former female student six times. Wait a minute. So, so they're both? They're married. Okay. They're both teachers at this school. Okay. And they're both having sex with their students. Wow. What a fun, fun couple. Okay. <laughs> what a wonderful... Can I go back? Let's just go back to the beginning. Man, they're freaks. Let's just put them in jail for being freaks. Yeah. Lock him up, throw away the key. <laughs> and see, it's different. I'll bet you it's different. They're going to consider it different for him because he's a man. And so he was 33 and his uh, victim was a female. So it's going to feel different in that case. It's just going to feel different. Wow. 888 <clears throat> And I still can't get over this story from the female rabbi either. I I, I just... This this story that Ben Shapiro found uh, from this author, Tamara Colton, female <laughs> rabbi, psychologist, wrote a book called Oranges for Eve, Walking the Way of the Divine Feminine. That sounds like it's going to be a fun book, doesn't it? <laughs> Walking the Way of the Divine Feminine. Ah, oh, that's a book I want to read. <laughs> Oranges for Eve. Oranges for Eve. Walking the way of the divine feminine. Man, that sounds like a book. Pat, that sounds like Pat Gray. It screams Pat Gray. Oranges for Eve sounds like it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna translate well onto the big screen. Are Doesn't you gonna it, go yeah. are you gonna go see yeah, Oranges yeah. for Eve this weekend? Uh yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh the story that begins the Bible, the first one that we learn in Sunday school, the founding story of man and woman upheld for thousands of years by Judeo Christian religion is actually the story of the first sexual assault of a woman. The woman, Eve, and the perpetrator, God. So that's the blasphemy she starts out with. Hmm. Um, she says, I want you to think about this. Here is a young, beautiful, intelligent, naked woman living in a state of grace. She's hungry. So she does the most natural thing in the world, <clears throat> except for the fact that if she's just hungry, there's hundreds, maybe thousands of other things to eat. And she's been given access to all of it. And she was told, go ahead, have anything except this one. Don't eat from this one. So she does the most natural thing and eats a piece of fruit. Yeah, from the one that she was told not to eat from. Uh, for following her instincts and trusting herself, nourishing her body, she is punished. Her punishment, she will never again feel safe in her nakedness. She will never again love her body. She will never again know her body as a place of sacred sovereignty. Now, where does this female uh, rabbi get any of that? Where does it say in the Bible? And by the way, after eating the fruit and being kicked out of the garden, Eve never again felt safe. Uh, Eve never again loved her body. She hated herself from then on. Mm. Just, I mean hated herself she was 
She was anorexic. Oh, no. Yeah, she had anorexia nervosa. I think that's in uh, Genesis 5, 3-ish. Through nine ish, were, were mirrors like suddenly <laughs> appearing all over the garden? Well, yeah, because I mean, there were some reflecting pools, and she saw herself, and Yikes. she's like, Oh, I'm way too fat now, and I, I just don't feel good about my body. It looks I, so fat, I can't fit into Ooh. any of the clothing that's made out of these animal skins. I don't know what I'm gonna do <laughs> with my hair, uh, my makeup, I can't find any. Uh, there's not even a place to buy L'Oreal around here. I don't know what. <laughs> She will never again know her body is a place for sacred sovereignty. Yeah, remember when it says that? That I think that's in uh, in uh, Genesis twelve. Ish. Ish. Mm-hmm. She goes further. Oh, good! Uh, I can't wait for because this. God finds out, of course, and He says, "What have you done?" Oh no! He, God, thunders. No, no, no! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop right there. Mm-hmm. She's not saying he, God, thunders. I believe she's saying he, he God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you and your male god. Yes. Yes. Now, Eve wants to defend herself. Okay. Okay. But, Keith, she that. is too ashamed to speak. Whoa. Actually, she did speak because he asked yeah. Adam first, what did you do? He said, well, the woman you gave me, um, she gave me the fruit and I ate. Wow. What a tough guy. And so then he said, well, Eve, what, what did you do? And... She says, a serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Mm. And so then it's really the serpent who gets in the most trouble there. Okay. And is told he's going to be cursed for life. And um, and so there, there's the the main punishment seems to fall on him. Um, But she wants to defend herself, she says, but she's too ashamed. Mm. Eve, our first mother, whose name means the mother of all living things, mm-hmm is silenced and here's here's a key phrase much the same way the patients of dr nassar were that's a reference to larry nassar the guy who uh, sexually assaulted 150 girls in in gymnastics at michigan state and the olympic team this woman just wow what she just compared god to a sexual predator yeah a deviant who's in jail for up to 175 years for his crimes. Mm. Then she writes, the founding myth of the Judeo-Christian religion, Mm. the story of Eve, granted generations of men permission to violate women. Did it? It teaches us that women are liars and sinners. Even if she is telling the truth, she deserved it. God told her not to eat that apple or wear that skirt or go out after dark or be pretty. Or desirous, or in that bar, or that street, or that car, or be born a girl. Wow, I mean, she's just psychotic. She is She angry. is psychotic. It's one of those feminists who is just mad at men, hates men, and um, and winds up hating God, too, because he's a man. And she further goes on and says, this God, this man-made figurehead of the patriarchy is not my god well of course not and he's not mine either because he didn't sexually assault eve so just the stupidity of this and the blasphemy of this is staggering to me now wait a minute hold on Mm -hmm. i i want this rabbi since she's so hell-bent on on just concocting this she should also be angry that God 
waited till what he 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 knocked Adam out mm-hmm. and then took part of his body <laughs> while he was asleep yeah to create Eve right yes so where's her I'm looking for her thesis on she that did. story and she never mentions the fact that Adam was also punished here she never even mentions that hmm. that Adam you know committed a transgression as well and he was told that because of what he did he was going to have to work hard to uh, earn the food that he would eat. And so why was he treated that way? She doesn't care about that. No, no. She didn't care about any of that. This is really amazing. Uh, 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. What a fundamental misunderstanding of the Bible and the, the story of Adam and Eve. And what had to be done? What had to happen in order for us to exist, to be here on this planet? It had to happen. And so uh, rather than be angry for the rest of time at Eve and Adam, God knew that they had to do what they did. It was part of the plan from the very beginning. And so that's why that's why it's called a transgression rather than a sin. Because it had to happen. Now yeah, they had to di- they had to disobey in order to make it happen because they had to fall out of the garden so that they could be on this earth and start procreating. Otherwise, again, we're not here. And we're not, we're not talking about this because it didn't happen. I mean, so it's so silly that people take it and twist it and make this kind of blasphemous nonsense out of it. How are you a rabbi if you believe this kind of thing? I, just, I don't understand that. Uh, I really, it's, it's amazing. 888 uh, we have some tweets at Pat Unleashed from Nick in Detroit. Now, this goes back a ways to the hamster that was flushed on the toilet. <laughs> Where are the men? Where are the hamster-loving men? Where are the men? Uh, from Judy Chapel, the earth is flat. Australia isn't a, comp- isn't a country. Pluto is no longer a planet. What's wrong with people? Oh, my gosh. Much, much is wrong with people. And if fatness, from worship uh, leader Caleb, if fatness is contagious, how big was the guy that Jeffy caught the fat from? (laughs) That's a really good question. That's, um, I don't know, man. That's frightening to even think of, isn't it? (laughs) 888-933-93 with whatever's on your mind today. It is the Free Speech Friday thing where you can sound off on anything you'd like. Uh, We were also talking about where is T- Ted Cruz on the budget deal? Because he voted for it. And yeah. we we wanted to get him on the on the air. We haven't heard back from him yet. And I, I say it's because I crushed him so badly in foosball and he doesn't <laughs> he still hasn't gotten over it. Mm-hmm. Um but uh 
here's he, he has written about why he voted for the bill. He said, after much consideration, I will reluctantly vote for this legislation. This bill contains major victories if hurricane relief and restoring vital defense spending were the only elements of this bill, I would be supporting it energetically and enthusiastically. Unfortunately, in addition to funding those critical priorities, this bill also unnecessarily balloons the deficit. Yep. Since Hurricane Harvey's landfall in August, I've worked tirelessly with Senator Cornyn, Governor Abbott, the Texas congressional delegation, and dozens of local mayors, county judges, and police, and fire chiefs up and down the coast to identify and meet the needs of impacted Texans who in many cases lost everything. Today, we follow through on a promise to give Texans the next significant package of emergency <clears throat> assistance we need to recover and come back stronger than ever. Uh, prior to today, he says, we had already secured more than $50 billion in emergency funding for storm victims, as well as passing the Cruz, Corn, and Rubio legislation, which provided more than $5.5 billion in targeted tax relief. Uh, he goes on specifically, I'm proud that Senator Cornyn and I were able to work with our colleagues to increase overall disaster relief from 81 to 89 billion to significantly increase Texas's share of that relief. Okay. Additionally, I have also fought hard for many years to fully fund our military, fulfill our constitutional duty to provide for the common defense. And I'm very pleased this legislation will do just that. All right. Unfortunately, the Democrats and the Washington establishment tied these critical measures to legislation that busts the non-defense budget cap by over $130 billion and irresponsibly suspends the debt limit to allow unfettered spending for another year. This is wrong, this is cynical, and it's a bad deal for American taxpayers. Right, so I would think, well, then don't vote for this. I think this bill will increase our deficit and increase our debt. That's foolhardy. Instead of increasing non-defense discretionary spending, we should be reining in government spending. Uh, and yet he voted for it. So um, I guess the bottom line is... <laughs> right? Why you... I guess the bottom line is he voted for it. That's and... your chance. I mean, there is no better chance to make your point that you just put in this press release than he... to stand it... up there with Rand Paul and not vote for it. It seems he's saying he voted for it because it had... The hurricane relief he wanted and the def- defense spending he yeah, wanted. Yeah. And, and he was willing to give up on uh, the budget and increase spending on everything else in order to get that. Okay. Listen. Mike Lee wasn't. Um, Pat, Rand Paul wasn't, was he? Pat, uh, no, no. They, they voted against Rand us. Paul and Mike Lee both said no. Pat, if we get Ted Cruz on next week, mm-hmm. after your first question of, hey, have you recovered from when I kicked your ass at foosball? Mm-hmm. Maybe the second question could be, where could you cite for us in the Constitution is any kind of disaster relief whatsoever? <laughs> and sure as hell doesn't get top billing over defense spending in your press release as to why you voted for this thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's too long of a question. No, it's not, actually. I think it's a pretty good question. If we ever got him on, hmm. but uh, again, he's... Uh, He's still smarting too badly from, you burned, the, from you burned, the beating. You burned that bridge with that foosball. You couldn't just let the senator Should've win. Should have just let him you? win. Should have just I just but that's not the kind of competitor I yeah, am. Yeah, see, I understand. I can totally relate. <laughs> I could be doing that too. Uh Gordon in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey Pat and Keith, how you doing? Hey, doing good. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Hey, um 
I wanted to uh, toss something out to you about uh, this uh, the teacher that was you know sleeping with a 16 year old. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know how uh, conservatives are going to react to that. You know, just a few months ago we had the same exact situation with Roy Moore, and they said, "Oh, right. he's, he's innocent. It's not illegal." But now they're going to you know this uh, this chick that's sleeping with 16 year olds are going to say, "Well, she's disgusting. She needs to be in prison." And yes, it was constitutional. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Mm. Pretty amazing. You're right about that. Uh, appreciate the call. When you when you do add Roy Moore into that equation, it does make it even more interesting a case, doesn't <laughs> it? Word, yeah. Because he apparently, I mean, unless you listen to one of those girls, he didn't do anything illegal. He just dated girls who were much younger than he was and mostly didn't do sexual things with them. I think that they just kissed Except for the one girl who says he did things and he denies that. Uh, Andrew in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, thanks for having me on. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm. Uh, I was listening to the story that you talked about the rabbi lady talking about Genesis. There's a couple of points that are interesting. Uh, number one, well, you know, first of all, she doesn't talk about how if she would have listened to God, there would be no death. That's pretty. That's a pretty good. Uh, you know, blessing for listening to him, despite that she uses it to blaspheme God. Yes. And the second, yeah. the second thing is, even though Eve ate first because Adam was most responsible, you know, it's the man throughout Scripture that gets the blame for death. Yes. In Romans five. Yes. Romans five twelve says one by one man came death, and then you got First Corinthians fifteen, which says as in Adam all die. So he's the one that gets the blame. Right. So, but she don't mention those. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. And he is the first one uh, God went to when he was when he was asking them what what the deal was. He went to Adam and he said, "What'd you do here?" Well, I yeah, the woman you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> you have that receipt. Remember, you told me to you told me to be with her, and you said I should stay with her, and so I she came to me and she gave me this, and I ate it. <laughs> then he goes to her well you know that serpent that was in your garden he came to me and i he tricked me and i and i ate huh. and then just don't put the, the hammer really God. comes down uh -huh. uh, appreciate it thanks andrew triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh but yeah but did he introduce death into humanity yes but if they hadn't introduced death there would have been no life of anybody else they couldn't huh. procreate with without that occurring so well you definitely want to have with the, the death also that. came the life of mankind triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more pat gray unleashed coming up Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Welcome, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. What else do we uh, 
ha- have happened this week. Um, see, we, uh, football, the Pro Football Hall of Fame inducted uh, Terrell Onans. Mm-hmm. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Brian Urlacher. Brian Urlacher. And two others I can't remember. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah, <clears throat> inducted uh, the Moody Blues. Mm. Ick. Uh, dire Straits. Which, you know, they're deserving. And Bon Jovi? <laughs> Come on now. Over Foreigner? No. 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 I'm sorry. Now, have they sold a lot of records? Yes. But 12-year-old girls bought a lot of Bon Jovi records. Why? Because he's cute. That's why. That's why 12-year-old girls... Bought Bon Jovi records. Am I right? Who's I, with you me know what? You might be onto something. There. I am. I never I noodled might, it out. Wait, I never I noodled might, it out. Did you use the word "might" be onto something? I'm absolutely onto something. Slippery when wet mm. was definitely overrated. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> was I mean? There's nothing but overrated when it comes to Bon Jovi, <laughs> including his uh, political leanings, which oh. are I, I don't even want to hear him speak. Why are we doing this? Because it's wanna. it's a nightmare. <laughs> Nick in Illinois, uh, surely you agree with everything we're saying right now, right? Oh, man, I really <laughs> wish you wouldn't have just said that. <laughs> oh, I mean, okay, let me preface this with saying I I am not a fan of, I have like probably 4,000 songs in my, in my library. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of Bon Jovi. I'm not a fan <laughs> of his music. But, I mean, you know, there's... The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame really isn't even, I mean, as you pointed out several times, uh-huh. it's not really about good music anymore. It's That's mostly true. just about statistics. That is true, yeah. And you, I, no one can really deny that Bon Jovi has some pretty impressive statistics. Well, yeah, all, he I sold mean, uh, but, 100 I, million copies of records to 12-year-old girls. So, yes. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> I yes. The now, you said you have a 4,000 song uh, library, right? How many of those four, about, yeah. How many of those 4,000 are Bon Jovi songs? Zero. None? You don't have any? Seriously? No, I'm not. Okay. I'm, not a, I'm, not, a, right. I'm not a huge Bon Jovi fan. All but, right. um, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> this is going to break your heart, but I'm not really a huge foreigner fan either. What do you Still, like? Though, what, 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 what do you yeah. like? Uh, my favorite band, well, I mean, the favorite band that you probably know is U2. Okay. Um, and then uh, my, actually, my, like, actual favorite band is, you got to promise not to laugh, but it's uh, Hanson. <laughs> I like, I like Hanson. No, I like Hanson. You do? Yeah, I do. You do? I do. You're kidding. I'm not. I like Hanson. Well, Hansen. I really appreciate that. I like Hanson. they're freaking awesome. So it's, it's, it's a, the... Hanson is a very... And I mean this, a very talented band. And it's sad that their first song was Mbop because that kind of set the That's stage. That's all they get remembered for. That's it. And everybody thinks, okay, you're a teeny bopper, a little bubblegum band, when they're not. They weren't. Welcome to my high school and middle school and elementary school. Yeah, I bet. Uh, you're probably I mean, not only was I, I mean, not only was I a Hanson <laughs> fan, but a male Hanson fan. <laughs> yes, and, and that was probably was, hard on you. It was pretty difficult, but yeah. uh, it never it never fazed yeah. me because they're uh, I mean they're the reason I became a musician. They're awesome. Really? And what do you play? Absolutely. Uh, I play uh, drums, guitar, keys, harmonica, and I sing. Wow, nice. Whoa, whoa, 
Jeez. But do you play the cowbell? <laughs> I, do you you got to have more cowbell, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nick, uh, do, you, do you play the egg shaker? Uh, actually, I do play the egg shaker. Oh, we have okay. a, uh, we have my, me and my band have a song where uh, we, uh, there's a beat with the drums that I have to like uh, shake the maraca and play the drums <laughs> at the same time. It's kind of so, tricky, but it actually it does come into play. You need to stop challenging him, man. He's well rounded. Okay, okay, but hold he's, on. If he's got gonna, it covered. If you're going to so. call up here, Nick, and you're going to make the case that Bon Jovi belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame over Foreigner, then you're going to need to... No, no, no. I did not say that he belongs over Foreigner. What I said okay, was right. he belongs it, in They there. belong. I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying that it's any less of a crime, because I do also believe that Foreigner absolutely belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. They have oh, okay, good. almost more impressive statistics than Bon okay. Jovi. Yes. But do you want to sing some yes. Bon Jovi for us anyhow? Uh, living on a prayer? You can give love a bad whoa, name? Living on a prayer. I have terrible music in my hair. Whoa. That's good. That's not bad. You know, it was That's the cowbell that saved it, though. Right? That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice job, Nick. <laughs> nice uh, way job. to rise to the occasion. Right. Yeah. Thank and you. It's, it's amazing that, A, you admitted to liking uh, Hanson, and B, uh, you happen to call a talk show host who's familiar enough with Hanson to know that, yes, they're good. They're really good. In fact, I don't know if you know this. Hmm. Isaac Hanson came and did the show with us. What was this? Um, a year ago? It wasn't that long that ago. Long ago. He, they're, they're huge fans uh, of the Blaze and Glenn and whatever. And we live right here. And they live here in Dallas. And uh, so, or very close, right? Maybe it's not in Dallas. They grew up Maybe they, um, just Yeah, I think they lived here. The I'm not sure they do now because they've mm. all kind of, you know, married and moved on with their lives. Mm. Um, but Isaac, great kid. Um, he's, he's a talented kid and so are his brothers. And they, re- they really are good. Yeah, he's a kid. He's they really are good. 37 he's years old now. 37. Just a kid. Time flies, man. I mean, look. Hanson. <laughs> One of the guys in Hanson is 37 now? Oh. How, what about his little brother? Is it Zach? I think it's Zach uh, Hanson. Hold on my a second. My daughter, my oldest daughter, was like just a huge fan. She still is. But she was a huge Hanson fan, and I think it was so, Zach that so, she was. Yeah, okay. So Taylor is 34. Taylor. 34. But there is, but there is a, the youngest is, is there, Zach Hansen. Okay, and, and his is? age 32. 37, 34, 32. Wow. Yeah, Isaac is the oldest. Um, uh, so that's yeah, amazing that's, though that they're in their 30s now. These are like grown men with probably with children now. Um, I think you're right. And yeah. what are they? What are they known for? Bop. <laughs> and that's sad. That's really sad because uh, they had a lot of really good music. I mean. How many bands in the 1990s on, and this was late 90s, so the end of the 2000s, wrote their own songs, played their own instruments, and sang every note by themselves mm. without it being auto-tuned just in between? You described the monkeys, didn't you? <laughs> I did, no, <laughs> no. I just did not describe okay. the monkeys. Oh, they're underrated. Most specific. Oh, yeah, the monkeys are oh, very much underrated. Don't do this. The monkeys. Uh, okay, <laughs> we're going to fight. But Hanson is, they actually play instruments. They actually sing songs. <clears throat> and you, what my 
sons and daughters came to realize was that most people in their generation just don't. Mm-hmm. They just don't. Was there They're ever not good. a Hanson song that featured predominantly a cowbell, though? Not that I know of, uh, Keith, but I, I don't know every Hanson song. You've got song. a fever. Hey, check this out. Uh, you asked if they had children. Um, uh, Isaac? Yeah, Isaac has five children. Five? Wow. Yep. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He has wow. four children. So it goes four, five, four in that order. So Isaac has four, and then whoever I said was the middle kid. Taylor. Uh, okay, five. Five. And then. And Zach has four. Four. So four, five, four. Yep. It's not amazing. Very prolific. Good golly. That's something else. Four, five, nine, 13 kids among the three of them. That's great. They're going to be grandparents pretty soon. <laughs> the kids in Hanson are going to be grandparents pretty soon. You know what? When I was just quickly that scrolling just through the personal lives here, I think the earliest was, yeah, so I think the oldest of all of the kids, I think, just going on this, is uh, born in 2002, so about 16 years old. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it could happen really soon, right? With probably well, I mean, four or five years. Right life decisions. Six mm-hmm. years. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I mean, time flies. Dude. Oh, it's, it's, you know, and then you think about that. You just you get stuck in this loop of how is it possible? And then you become really depressed. And yep. then you're like, I'm going to eat a Tide Pod tonight and just end it all. <laughs> well, And then you hopefully don't, you know, because yeah, it's not that bad. You know what would stop that? that would what? stop that if we just fixed the packaging on those Tide Pods Thank so you'd you. yes, fall you for it every you time. You wouldn't consider eating if it was all white. Yeah, they're not yummy, dude. <laughs> they just look that way. They look delicious, though. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. What if I put sugar on it? Will it taste even? Will it be yummy then? Mm. Sugar on a Tide Pod and then just pop it right in your mouth. Wouldn't What's, it be delicious? Yeah, sure. What's the craziest thing you've ever eaten? Caramel sauce. Craziest thing I've ever eaten? Yeah. Broccoli. <laughs> your answer's better than mine. <laughs> Broccoli is okay. the craziest. Yeah, no, I take that back. Oh. Kale is the craziest Ooh, thing yeah, I've ever put that. in my mouth. It's awful. It's nasty. Mm-hmm. It's bitter. And uh, I decided that's not worth it. I'm not, I don't care how super this food is. It might have an S on its chest. I'm not eating it. I'm not eating it. I don't care if it's super food or not. It's not going into my body. Yeah, let me tell you the, uh, the craziest uh, I've gotten, which would be the equivalent of today's Tide Pod, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Um, this loser here ate a, um, a little like uh, like a little dog beef jerky treat when I was in like, middle school. <laughs> You ate a doggy treat? It was good. <laughs> it was good. No way. I was hungry. It was, was it there. Really? I mean, look, things happen. So it wasn't on a dare no. or anything? Huh. Wow. I was alone. I hate me more now. No, wow. it was. Uh, you are a troubled person. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad. Sharing. I'm not going to lie. It, All right. It was yummy. I didn't have but one. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so anyway, there's my story. And, there you uh, go. And yours is kale. All right. Mine is kale. <laughs> it's the craziest thing I've ever put in my mouth. Is Gail. The other craziest thing I've ever listened to, Living on a Prayer by Bond Stinkin' Joe. Because they suck and they don't belong in the Rock Hall of Fame. <laughs> Listen to this. Please, come on now. Get a haircut. And he's uh, the anti-conservative guy. Have you heard mm-hmm. his babblings lately about 
I, I don't even want to get into no, it. No, I'm I'm right there with you. I, it's just I, astounding. I, I want to pile on more with you on Bon Jovi right now, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm regretting mm-hmm. admitting that I ate a dog. A yeah. doggy treat when I was. So you're too ashamed now. Yeah. So now I'm just like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's. Bad, yeah, he's I guess. Not I mean, good. He, I mean, he's not the best. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Another smart Alec tweet <laughs> at Pat Unleashed. With a great gift to go with it. <laughs> uh, just to rub it in, a little bit further, mm-hmm. Kristen tweets, Hanson will be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Foreigner. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably true. That's totally Except true. Except for Hanson, I-, I think the Foreigner thing is political. <clears throat> and oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know exactly what the deal is. But Lou Graham, when we interviewed him a couple of years ago, kind of alluded to that. And um, I, I mean, there, what other reason is it is there that they never even they're not even nominated? You got Sister Marie Tharp or whatever her name is, Teresa Tharp, I- inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Sister Teresa Tharp, who is that? But not foreigner. So, obviously, there's something really radically wrong. Uh, but I think Hanson will have the same problem. First of all, they they probably didn't sell enough records. Maybe not quite influential enough, despite the fact that I really like them. Uh, but even if they were humongous and sold 200 million albums, they're too Christian. They're too nice kids. To, well, they're adults with children now. But uh, they're too nice guys to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think you have to be a drug addict, at least, to be. Maybe that's part of the problem. You you have to have almost died or have died from drugs before you're in. Maybe that's part of the criteria. I don't know. Jeez. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Something else. Uh, just a few things to clean up here at the end. Uh, the Japanese mm. are now allowing male students to wear skirts and chest r- ribbons as part of their uniform. Um, at a middle school because it's any gender can wear whatever uniform components they feel comfortable in. So if that's, if that's, uh, boys wearing skirts, then fine. So be it. It's out of consideration for the LGBTQIA LGBTQIALMNOPQRST groups. Don't skip the U and the V, man. U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Don't be ridiculous. E-I-E-I-O. There's no W group. (laughs) I'll bet there is. I bet there is. Anyway, in 2012, uh, there was an elementary school that was opened in Chiba. Since elementary school lasts six years, this April, um, the school's first batch of students will be moving up to junior high. Okay. And so the newly built school will be opening uh, next door. And uh, when middle schoolers start classes this coming spring, students of both genders can freely wear skirts, slacks, neckties, or chest ribbons. 
because we've completely collapsed as a society. That's I want to wear I mean. a chest ribbon. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, just for the fun. I mean, just like in <clears> private say while that I'm eating my dog treats. Out of out of uh, unanimity with the LGBTQIA group, I say wear your chest ribbon. But I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not I so bold as to wear it in public. Just just in just in private. But be proud. Mm-hmm. Be proud of your chest wearing experience. Mm-hmm. A committee of parents, students, educators, and local residents was formed to decide what sort of uniforms the school should have, and a decision was reached that out of consideration to the LGBT groups, uh, you can wear whatever you want to. Whatever you want. You can wear the dress. You can wear the slacks. It doesn't matter. So there you go. Committee also settled on more gender-neutral blazers, uh, but in keeping with its goal of helping LGBTQIA students Feel comfortable with what they'll be wearing in class. It was also decided that boys and girls will be able to select whatever they'd like to wear. Now, let me ask you this. This is an elementary school. Why would you base anything, any decision in an elementary school on a sexual preference? They better not have any sexual preference by their time they're seven years old. Uh, Whatever it is, I I don't want you to do anything based on your sexuality. What have we done to these kids? We, we're we're not giving them a chance when you're doing this to them. No. What do you mean in deference to LGBT groups? They can wear dresses. They're elementary students, first through sixth grade. Come on, oh, it's just insanity. And the, you know, you might think, well, that's just Japan, but it's coming. And I'm sure some some school here does it. Whatever they're doing elsewhere that is progressive <laughs> and all-inclusive. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's here, too. Mm-hmm. We're actually leading the world on this nonsense. Yeah, we, we, I think we're out ahead of the rest of the world. We made up for lost time and then <laughs> Really some. did. We have passed. <clears throat> you used to hear all the time. We used to hear from progressives. Well, in Europe, uh-huh. they're, well, they're so enlightened in Europe that they're... You don't hear that anymore. Why? Because in the United States, we're doing this. <laughs> they're saying that in Europe. Well, in the U.S., they're letting boys wear skirts. In the U.S., you can get an abortion wherever you want. <laughs> well, in the U.S. Uh, so, uh, we've come a long way, baby, <laughs> to get where we got to today. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is kind of interesting, too. The Navy SEAL who killed Osama bin Laden. Uh, Robert O'Neill. Is he, though? Didn't we... Wasn't there some controversy about that? He was the one who claims to have killed Osama bin Laden. But it seems like Marcus or somebody, maybe other SEAL members, kind of dispute that. Anyway, he is a Navy SEAL. He was part of SEAL Team 6. And uh, he claims to have killed Osama bin Laden. He's certainly one of the guys that put a bullet in him. There's no doubt about that. I don't know if it was the first one, because the first one killed him. The first bullet that went through right between his eyes, that was kind of a kill shot. (laughs) But there's some controversy over who fired it. Anyway, he weighed in on Trump's military parade. Here's what he tweeted. A military parade is third world bull crap, I'll say, because I can't say the actual word he used. A military parade is third world bull crap. We prepare, we deter, we fight. Stop this conversation. That's great, man. I love that. I love that. Because when we were complaining about it and saying, come on now, that's not a good idea. 
You can't just agree with everything Donald Trump says. You can, but it doesn't make any sense because this doesn't make sense. People say, well, the military. The military wants it. Here's the guy who killed Osama bin Laden. Third world bullcrap. Pretty good description for it, too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and a couple of other things to let you know about so you can use at parties this weekend. Oh, fun facts. Uh, Scottish farmer frantically called police. <laughs> this is a great story. Frantically called police to report a tiger in his cow shed. No. And it sparked an armed police standoff. And after uh, several hours, they realized, uh, wait, that's a big, cuddly, stuffed animal. It's, <laughs> it's not a, a living picture of it. Scottish tiger. On theblazetv.com, we got a picture. Boy, it looks real. Look at real. that. Look at that. It looks real. Because, look, it's in the dirt. It's all dirty and mangy looking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but look at, look, look, look at that one. Look at that <laughs> That is really funny. That is awesome. It held them at bay for hours. <laughs> Uh, Bruce Grubb, who's 24, he was throwing a housewarming party in Scotland when he spotted the bizarre tiger. And you're thinking, what, a Bengal tiger in Scotland? Hmm. Do they have Bengal tigers in Scotland? Yeah, they're native. I don't think so. Oh. Uh, And he called police, fearing his pregnant cows were about to be devoured. (laughs) The frightened farmer said the first officer to respond to the scene was so scared he refused to get out of the squad car. Yeah. Well, look at the size of that Bengal tiger. I mean, it's... Look at the size of it. That's menacing. And that's got, like, cotton in it, Uh polyfill. Right? I mean, you don't want to wrestle with that thing. No, you don't. Mm -mm. No, you do not. No. After armed police... Okay, so I exaggerated a tad. They engaged in a 45-minute standoff. Oh. After 45 (laughs) minutes, they realized, hey, that terrifying tiger is a stuffed plush toy. Like, are they yelling at it? Are they throwing stuff, trying to get its attention? I don't know. Did they throw raw meat in front of it and it just sat there? And <laughs> Fired uh, darts at it, tranquilizing darts. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't pass out. That thing's not moving, Chief. Uh, what do we do? That's just amazing. Oh, it's a cunning animal. <laughs> and uh, because we had a couple of champions on this on this. Uh, it's actually only a continuing resolution, I think. They're not even calling yeah. it an actual budget bill. Oh, yeah. And and the disgusting thing is the title of it. Oh, what is it called? Ah, uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. It is the H.R. 1892 Further Extension of Continuing Appropriations Act, uh-huh. Department of Defense Appropriations Act, Sustained Care Act, and Honoring Hometown Heroes Act. Shut up. It's a Band-Aid. It's going to raise our deficit even more. Yeah, we got to get into this deeper on Monday. I told you there was too much today. <laughs> we, we didn't get to it all. Uh, so we will, we'll get back into this a little bit on Monday and tell you all the details. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.